brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I got Bubba Jenkins right here. Uh, I got Rich Slayton, CB Gold. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Listen, fighters are underpaid. It's nonsense, okay? We got to make these fighters more money. They entertain us every single week, sometimes three times a week. How much fighting is on? So we can make a difference. We can tip the fighter. Tipafighter.com at tipafighter.com. Fighters, you're in there anyway. You're, 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 you're busting your ass. You're giving it your best shot. Might as well get paid a little more, okay? I love getting tipped as a comic, okay? So tipafighter.com. Also, decipher. Do you feel like you need to make some changes in your life? Wake up and take back control. Download Decipher Life, available on iTunes, Amazon, or Google Play. It's an audiobook narrated by Decipher's chief executive manager and head sports agent, Daniel Martinez. Expect honesty and some slightly colorful language to share his life's obstacles firsthand and uncensored. Hear how a willingness to change and adapt with life can help unlock unique, your hidden potential and pave the way for new opportunities. Decipher Life is also formatted to fit any busy schedule. Each chapter is five or 12 minutes in length and it will be broken down into a single track, okay? Individually recorded as a single track. Listen on the way to work, on a lunch break or before bed, okay? I'm telling you guys, need a refresher in the future? Use a topic title to go back, listen to that specific track again. I only endorse products I know work for myself and Bubba Jenkins. Okay, it's good listening, and it could help everyone. Check it out, decipher.com, di-cipher.com. Also, they do life coaching, contract negotiations, all kinds of stuff. Call them at 1-888-731-COACH, 1-888-731-2622. Use the, uh, the code ROASTED for 10% off. So, how's it going, people? I've had a crazy couple days. So, Monday after the podcast, uh, I got booked to be on uh, a Mexican or a Latin American talk show, uh, Los Noches uh, Planetino. And it's actually like the biggest, uh, it's like the biggest talk show in Mexico. The guy's like the Jay Leno of Mexico or how like Letterman or Fallon, you know. And uh, he, he wears a clown outfit and... It's hilarious. I was on with Heather uh, McDonald, who uh, you've known her from maybe Chelsea lately. She's she's a big she's a big you know comic slash writer, and it was it was hilarious. Um, first of all, you like you go out there and the guy's he's like a dirty he's filthy. You can, anything goes, and he talks to you in Spanish. They give you an earpiece, they translate it to an English, and then you respond. So, and and the crowd is all like middle aged, like the like. Uh, Latin women uh, who are just oh. laughing at everything. Nice. Uh, it, it was so funny. I had a, I had a blast. Uh, the guy actually, I was like, "Do you do comedy?" He's like, "Yeah, I do a two hour show." Uh, he just got back from Mexico in front of forty two thousand people. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's legit. He did the Nokia Theater in L A. three nights in a row. Chicago five five thousand seaters. I mean, he's like wow. Because I I put it on Twitter and Facebook, and people are like, "Oh, that's 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 my grandma's favorite show, or that's my parents' favorite show." Or I love that. It was awesome. Then we played like this game where they had this like seventy foot ramp where you bowl a basketball like a skeet, and it goes into a couple bat. And like we played against this Mexican uh, band that was like huge in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. I actually had a really good time. And then I went to the dog rescue. Uh, the show was yep. over uh, by the time I got there. I was so annoyed, but I had still uh, you you did that. How, how did your set? Yeah, go? I got to open. It was fun. Uh, cool little crowd. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect, and it was all uh, very, very neat people with cool ways to dress and lots of sweet pups, and I got to play with them and touch them. Uh, nice. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, you're actually, uh, you're actually, I, 
I have you on like the red carpet, by the way. Oh yeah. yeah. I haven't seen those pictures yet. I didn't know there was a red carpet. So I was just I was just in jeans and a ratty old t shirt and I was like, hey, I'm just here to do tell, here to tell my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was yeah, it, it it was cool. It was really cool uh that you did that. And then last night, uh we had a show at the dime bar. Uh, that went really well. Uh, CB came. Uh, it was a fun show. Godfrey was on. Why are you laughing, CB? Because of the turn of events that took place last oh. night at the Dime Bar. Yeah. I actually got to watch a little bit of uh, Stump the Drunk, CB Gold. Yeah, he 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 uh, killed it, right? Yeah, he did a great job. So, um, I turned it off because I realized you weren't going to stump him. Oh no, people. Yeah, it was a, so there was a guy, my friend, who works for. He's a comedian, Michael Anthony. Works for TMZ. And I, after the Conor McGregor news, I was like, CB, how are you? I told me I had five tattoos. So he interviewed CB. So CB might be on TMZ tonight. Uh, and he had to actually take off his pants on Fairfax. In West show, Hollywood. To show his like Conor McGregor tattoo, which was fun. That, that was cool. And then uh, it was a good day. I, I'm in therapy now. I've been going to therapy for a couple months. And, uh, That's good. It, it's getting I better. I can't, can't really notice. but Re- oh, You can't notice? No, no I can't. But how's it going? It's going good. I'm working on uh, my OCD. I have like... I have really bad OCD. People don't know this. I actually have OCD. Like I, I obsess over certain things. When I was younger, it was really bad. I would drive and think I hit somebody, even though I know I didn't. And then I'd circle the block like ten times, making sure I. Even though I was just like, you just you just become like a prisoner in your mind, and right. it, everything becomes like those direct TV commercials. Like I would lock the door to my house, and I'd leave, and like the door's not locked, even though I know the door's <laughs> locked. And then the whole time, like someone's gonna break into my house and kill my family. I have to go back. You're just paranoid. Paranoid, but just to the point where you, it's, it's all you can think about. Yeah. And then you start having these, like, uh, like before I wrestled, I'd have to, like, like clear my conscience before every match. So mm-hmm. I would call, like, the dean of my high school and be like, hey, I, 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 uh, three years ago, I took two desserts. At, mm-hmm. And then he'd be like, it's okay, just go out and win the match. Like, I, I was constantly <laughs> wow. you were calling I'm getting him. tired of these weekly phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, because I was like, if I don't pray, then I'm going to lose the match, and then no one's going to like me, and then I'm going to not be ranked. I knew I should have told him I jacked off on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> I lost that match. That whoopee cushion lost me this. Yeah, I'm really glad I don't chip. have this particular affliction, because I would have spent my entire life on the phone just admitting shit to people. <laughs> that's what, that's what it was. Are you in a 12-step program? No, not at all. I'm just worried. Yeah. And it, it really affects your sex life like like whenever i get nervous like uh, or anxiety like i would always uh like with chicks i would always think my ass wasn't fully wiped even though it was <laughs> so if i had a wow. girl that was like naked in my bed i'd be like hold on i'd have to shower before i had sex with her or i'd have to wipe to the point where like i was bleeding and then i'd be like because uh, i in my head i'm like if i don't wipe then i'm gonna i'm gonna smell and then then she's gonna get turned off and tell all her friends that i smell like <laughs> shit and then i'm gonna be known as the shit guy it just it just keeps going and going that's some shitty sex so that's why that yeah. was swamp ass at its finest <laughs> uh, yeah basically i had paranoid swamp ass syndrome um so i would turn myself so all this shit so i take medication for it like i take five milligrams of select that helps equal the serotonin so i'm not in my head all day but if I don't get sleep, it comes back. Right. But if I don't get enough, so if I get like four hours of sleep, then all day long I'm just like beating myself up and putting myself. So that's what I'm in therapy for. That's not one of the only reasons I'm in therapy, but it's going well. Right. It's going going okay. Good. How are you doing, Bubba? Yeah, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I don't know if you guys know, my neck is killing me. From what? Rolling around, strong ass people in, in practice today. Just rolling around, getting some guys ready for the upcoming fights. We got a guy fighting uh, May 14th on the prelims uh, of the Molal Who? fight. Um, this kid named Anthony, uh, I want to say, I don't know his last name, but it's Anthony, pretty boy. Um, he's strong, tough guy. He's at 45. 
We got a lot of 45ers in our gym. So yeah. no, it's good. But my neck is killing me right now. AJ looked great. AJ looked amazing. He gave a great interview. Let the world know he's on the mat. Yeah. You know, he another first round finish, you know. So he I mean he looked great like, genes. People don't know his father, AJ McKee Sr., Tony McKee Sr. was an amazing fighter. Yeah. Great uh, fighter. Completely opposite of what AJ is doing, you know. Yeah, he wrestled a lot. He took and, people down and he, he was a razor blanket. He just covered you and cut you, you know. But AJ is more of a stand up, exciting, dominant fighter. It's, he's gonna be really good, man. Really I know. Do you guys have wars in the gym? You and him? We have wars. Really? Wars. So he helps you with the stand up. You help him with wrestling, kind of thing. Yep. Yep. And uh, once since he's been getting better at wrestling, and since I've been getting better at stand up, they're just absolute battles. So like the, a lot mm-hmm. of those like reverse heel kicks to a takedown is that a lot of stuff he's been kind of doing with you? Like that no, stuff. That's my kind of own stuff. But we do practice, you know, spinning back kicks and and stuff like that. But of course, I'm the one that incorporates the kicks with the takedowns. You know, yeah, yeah. Just the way I think. But, I mean, he shows me so much stuff, you know, of a just, I mean, he's a good submissionist too. Obviously, you know, his stand up's really good, but he's more in the gym of, of, uh, I was going to talk a little louder because people complain sometimes they can't hear you on the, on the, I've been putting this stuff on YouTube, the camera. So, fuck you guys. On, no, I'm joking. No, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, he, uh, he's a really good submissionist. It makes, it makes a really good partner for me. Good, good, good. Do you good. think, uh, AJ would take that Gallagher fight? Yeah, I think he would like take that after. Yes. No, this, this new, he's like the new Conor McGregor. You keep saying this Gallagher guy. You must I, have beef I take, with this Gallagher. I take the Gallagher fight. Yeah. Uh, no, last time so we said Gallagher, you were like, oh, I'm on it. What's no, up? What was, is that, that was the other guy. That was Tyler oh, said that. Okay. Oh, well, think, Ty- yeah. Think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Tyler's right. I will also fight Gallagher <laughs> the comedian. That guy's a prick. I think AJ would destroy that Gallagher yeah. guy, kill any chance of him even getting close <laughs> to your numbers. Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't make it past anyone in our gym, really. Well, we don't know. We don't know how good he is. You've never seen him fight, have you? Who, the Gallagher kid? The Gallagher, yeah. No, I did see him fight. You watched his fights? I watched his last fight. It wasn't that I good? wouldn't say fights. Wasn't I don't really impressive? care about his amateur fights. No. I mean, he, he looks like a baby, cracked out, less fortunate Conor McGregor. Now, let's talk about Conor McGregor, because <laughs> that's the big news. So, uh, CB, tell us exactly everything uh, everything uh, that went down. Okay. I know you're sad, too. Um, my, my condolences to you. Uh, I, <laughs> I know, gave him a hug. I'm not that sad. I know yesterday but was to probably tell us a what tough happened. day. So... I see this tweet yesterday. I'm retiring young. Thanks for the cheese. See you later. And I knew, okay, it's either troll job. There's no way he's done, whatever it is. So I get home. I take a nap and I wake up to a barrage of shit. Conor McGregor is officially pulled from UFC 200. As of right now, the floaters right now are. Weren't you going to that? No, that was the one I was staying far away from. Okay. The floaters are what? Um, he didn't want to promote the world tour, which I could understand. He wants a full camp. He wants to train, not wanting to go to 14 cities in 12 days all over the world, whatever it is. Plus the fact, I don't think the event needs promotion. It promotes itself by just the names. Uh, I also heard he wants 10 million. Dana offered him three. They're having a dispute. I'm hearing so many different things and people, Oh, he had to be retired. He had to be retired. He tweeted it. Until you tell me that he's been stripped of that 145 belt, he is not retired in my book. Everyone has their own theories. Mayweather-McGregor promotions has been discussed. Everybody's got their own theories. In my opinion, he's not done yet. And for the people that were hitting me up about it, I'm not holding his hand. I do not hang out with Connor on the regular, so I do not have official information about what is going on. Just look forward to the next few weeks. Dana did say he pulled him, but... If Connor called Dana and said, you know, I want to work this out, they will put him back on the card. 
I mean, so like Twitter just went insane after this. You uh, broke the internet. I mean, people uh, people have been tweeting out and my heart uh, left and right. Uh, there, look, my thing is this. You know, Connor definitely does think he's bigger than the sport. Uh, he even said it. I mean, he said it on numerous times. He's not bigger than the sport. The, the sport will be there before and after Conor McGregor. I like Conor McGregor. I, he's an amazing fighter. At the same time, he's coming off a loss, you know, uh, where he lost in the second round. And $10 million, I mean, $3 million is probably more than they'd ever give anybody else, correct? No. No, Brock was getting five million. GSP was getting five million. But when he get three million plus some of the pay per view sales, well, he'll get the pay per view points, of course. Uh, just the same way that, from what I heard before, was the Aldo fight. He got the one million disclosed, and then he somehow earned one point three million for each second of that fight. Now, now, do you think it's it's a, a matter of him getting? Doesn't want to fight Nate Diaz, realize he's in over his head. Not at all. Kind of scared, kind of a quittering mentality. Uh, just walk away from no. the sport and like kind of like what Prince Nassim did when he lost to Barrera. Oh, he, he, like, he came back. He said, you know what? I mean, does Connor like winning more than he likes fighting? And it's just sort of like, he's like, you know what? I don't need to do this anymore. You, you know what? Pressure get to him. You I think th- that Connor heard he got a fifth tattoo and was like, you know what? I've achieved all of what I need to achieve in this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, with him, I think he's the type and I could be wrong. Cause like I said, I don't know him well enough. I'm not his friend. He would want to go out on his sword. He want. He was the one that told Dana and Lorenzo and Frank and and his coach Kavanaugh said, you know, I want Nate again. I want him at 170. I don't want any other fight right now. I want that fight, the marquee matchup on the marquee card. <clears throat> so why did he pull at the out brand then? new arena? I don't think he might have changed his mind. I. You know what? I don't believe so. I feel like he'll go. He would want to go sense. out on his sword. None of that adds up to him being for for everything that he's been leading up to the fight. You know, this warrior, I don't care. I'll take the next champ at the next weight. That's, that, that doesn't seem like a guy who's just like, oh, I don't think I can win. I'm leaving. You know, right. Obviously, with everything leading up, like Phil said, there's more on the um, – there's more about the contracts and the money and the obligations to do the fight more than the fight itself or more than the opponent. I, I mean – he lost after he got tired. He didn't lose any time before that. He wasn't losing any time before that. He was winning the fight until he got tired of really beating the shit out of Diaz. And then, you know, Diaz being the heart warrior that he is, he just, you know, put up with all the bullshit and put up with the storm and then, you know, rallied and came back and choked him out. But um, I think if, if Connor retired, I think he still would be okay set in life as far. I mean, tell me right now that WWE wouldn't take Connor in. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And they, he would make millions doing fake shit for the rest of his life after already being this real-ass warrior fighter. He could well, do anything. Well, fighters are weighing in on it. So Eddie Alvarez Eddie Alvarez writes today, tweets out, Today I decided to retire old because, instead of young, because, like most people, I don't have a fucking choice to do otherwise. Hashtag Philly fighter. Hashtag and new. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is a warrior. It, you know, Eddie Alvarez was fighting for peanuts. That's what I, I think... Uh, it seems to be enraging some of these guys. Is that you know, like when, when when Conor McGregor wanted at the MMA awards, uh, we 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 hired Conor McGregor to come over. Not hire him. We asked him to accept a, a speech. He was across the street in Vegas. He said, "I won't come on. I won't get. I want ten thousand euros." Everyone else is doing it for nothing. I mean, you look, I'm not in charge of the payroll. If it was up to me, I would have paid everyone as much money as they they could. I would have flown everyone out. I had nothing to do with that. 
But he's like, I want 10,000. And, and, and then Brian Stan, these guys got very upset at him. They said, listen, man, we're all trying to make this sport. was not even legal in New York. We're all in this together. We're trying to make this as mainstream as yeah, possible. But the thing is, he's not he's not in it together. I'm on, on Connor's side. Well, first of all, this ain't a team sport. I came in this, when I'm in the cage, I'm in there alone. I don't care nothing about the other fighters are doing anything else. Second of all, if I make a precedent that I'm getting paid for whatever I do, I'm, I'm a fighter. This is what I do. This is what I do. Why should I be giving anything away for free? Just because y'all gave shit away for free. Don't got shit to do with me, you know, giving anything away for free. Thirdly, I, I, last, the top three selling UFC events have been Connor, Connor, Connor. I'm literally, like he said, I'm, I'm 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 changing the game. I didn't come here to partake. I came here to take over. Not only that, I am the biggest selling guy there you have ever seen. Therefore, I should get paid for anything I do. Everything I do is getting someone else paid. Everything I do is being profited on. But what about the any- people? But but what about okay? But he says he's fighting in Vegas, right? Uh, that was announced. I know a lot of people that went out and bought tickets or bought tickets for Vegas. They're spending their their year salary to go to Vegas for right. the week, right. put, be in a hotel, and now he pulls out. No, he didn't pull out. Dana took him Dana off. Dana pulled him. So and- whose fault is that? Is it Dana's fault or is it Connor's fault? Well, if, it's Dana, say, if, say if Connor Dana said, pulled him out, then, then it's Dana's fault. Right, and, and it's the UFC's fault. And he's like, okay, UFC, if you want to play this game, who's going to budge or who's not going to budge? I'm the man at right now, okay? I'm hot right <laughs> now. I don't have to fight to make money. I'm that hot. I'm a fighter and I don't even have to fight to make money. I can go give interviews for the rest of this year and still make a lot of money. Period. I can make more money talking than half of you fighters can fighting. Period. And that's how hot I am. Why not capitalize on that? If I was that hot, nigga, I'd be pay- I'd be getting paid to do everything too. I I'd be getting paid to take shits and tell you about it. Period. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how Conor McGregor feels and I don't fault him. This is a capitalism. This is the American dream where you can be at your highest point. And then start to capitalize on it. Why at any point would I make it to this level, make it to the top, and then start giving shit away for free, whether it's an interview, whether it's to accept the award. Yeah, it's to accept the award. But if I come on and accept the award, more people are going to tune in. You're going to get paid more. More eyes are going to see I'm me. I'm not so paid more. But yeah, okay, obviously not. But I'm talking about the head honchos. I'm saying, right. why would I let you guys profit off of anything that I know I can profit from? If you don't want me there, you don't, then I'm not going to be there. If you're going to pay me, I'll gladly show up in my tuxedo and Bentley. But other than that, fuck you hoes. Pay me. If you're good at something, yeah. don't ever do it for free. There you go. And the thing with Connor also is, number one, he's not the first to pull out of this promotion shit. Nick Diaz has been doing this since, he's since the first forever. One, he's the first one off a loss, though. Coming off a loss. First champion Yeah, but at the loss. same time, this, this is the thing. And this is why I do not wholeheartedly believe that he will remain off of 200. Nevada has a rule. If the main event of a fight in Vegas changes, refunds become available you really? have to, yes, it is a rule that has been instituted. I don't know how long, but it isn't it because when Stipe and Verdum dropped off that 196 card and it turned into a fight night, every person that had tickets to that fight could go to Ticketmaster, go to the box office and say, I want all my money back and they can't do shit about it. So the fact of the matter is, you know, Ireland comes over for these counter fights. He's main eventing that card because they need him in the main event slot, but they also fucked himself because Dana pulls him from the card. You can't tell me that all these 10, 20, 30,000 fans, especially with this new arena that's going to be massive, you can't tell me they're going to go, you know, I still want to go, but Connor's that where it was on the, in the new arena? It's going to be at the T-Mobile Arena. That's the first UFC event that's going to be there, and it's <laughs> basically been designed for 
the UFC, they're going to use it for other things. But you can't tell me Ireland, all of Ireland yesterday was like, wait a second. We want refunds now. We're not paying two grand to come over and see but this. But they didn't buy tickets yet. There's not tickets on sale for 200 No, but that so what, will they get keep refunds, them. Like flights? But, no, but that would keep them from buying. And, you know, if you've seen the aftermath of or the prior of any of the Connor fights, which have all been at MGM, the I, Ireland closes down yeah, the but, casino. But you're right. They don't but let anybody in, let anybody out. Re- you can't they haven't bought the anything yet, but they're still not going to show up. And do you think that card still sells at at the prices? Nosebleed at this arena are 350 bucks. So Chris Wade, Chris Wade, uh, Long Island kid, wrestler, he writes, does McGregor still need to keep his belt? Uh, dude needs to be stripped ASAP. Pulling stunts to protect brand. Scared to lose again. That's what Chris Wade uh, said. That doesn't he make does, sense. He, of course, you do everything to protect your brand. I mean, you build a brand. Why would you do anything to just flawlessly let it go? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm building think, my brand. I think if you retire, it adds to the mystique if you retire and then come back the way he's doing it. Yeah, off a loss. Okay, so you guys are claiming that I, I'm, I'm going to lose back to back. Or you guys, I mean, it just adds to the Conor McGregor. I don't think he's losing from this. I don't think so at all. I disagree. I think he's losing fans. I, I I do, and I don't think he, I don't think he's Bandwagon gaining. Bandwagon fans. I don't think, no, he's I don't, definitely. He, I don't think he's gaining. I think fans if he's this. losing, I think if he's losing fans, they weren't fans to begin with. That's uh, exactly. Uh, well, even well, whatever. Uh, he's he's losing people that were that 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 were on the fence about him. He was losing people that liked him. Is he worried I, I, I think, at, at fifteen? He, he doesn't a fight? give a shit. I'm not exactly. saying he gives a shit, but I'm telling you that I, he's losing fans over this. And I, I know he is actually because I, I see the, I see were, the, the boards. But imagine tomorrow they go, okay, we made a negotiation, we made a compromise. He's back on. We're not talking about imagine. We're talking about right now. He's losing fans. All right. So now, fucking uh, Dustin Poirier uh, tweets out, "I'll fight Nate. Let me get that." Uh, Nate. I mean, Poirier versus Nate Diaz. Uh, It'd be a good fight, but he's too small, and it's not the same draw. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't let Cerrone take a contract. I just heard him on the. Oh no, actually, you know what? That was two days before. Uh, I know that Cerrone is trying to get on that one, did. but because he has the Ottawa contract, so they won't let him have two contracts at once. He said, "After I whooped Patrick Cote, I'll get take that fight." And then Cote answered and said, "I'm leaving that card with a W. Put me on 200." And he said, "I'll be on a win streak." <laughs> yeah. I mean, Here, well, here's the here's the interesting fight for me. If they can't make Connor again, I don't know how long Tony Ferguson is on the sidelines. But if Tony Ferguson gets healthy, Tony and Con- I mean, I'm sorry, if Tony and Nate is a great is a great lightweight fight. That's and not pro- a main event for 200 though. It's not not a, no, not a main event. Not a main event. But they're gonna, they already said they're going to add one more one more fight to that card anyway. They need GSP. I hate to say it. That's like the biggest name they could pull right now to still sell the shit out of that. Unless, depending on the outcome of Saturday, John beats OSP, comes out unscathed. You book John Bones versus DC on that card. That's a sell. That's a killer. Do you think GSP more of a sell than GSP? I think GSP is no. a bigger draw. GSP is a bigger draw, but it depends on who he well, fights. Who does he fight, Robbie? They, I mean, they could fuck Tyron Woodley again, which I wouldn't be shocked. Oh, God. If they're like, you know, Robbie, GSP, and certain people are saying, which I said too, GSP, Nate, but Nate already said, that's my brother's fight. I'm not, I'm not doing it. That's Nick's thing. I, I think they would have to do. I think GSP would probably only come back for a title fight. It would have to be against Robbie Lawler. And you know what, Tyron Woodley. I love Tyron Woodley. He's a good guy, but that's a much bigger sell. And business is oh, business. Of course. I mean, if you're looking at Woodley versus Robbie versus GSP Woodley, I mean, who are you going to pick? Somebody yeah. said, "What about GSP Woodley?" I said, "That's not a sell." I, I, I'm what sorry. About, what about finally sell the GSP? Let's no, finally do GSP versus Anderson Silva. They're both. They're both. No. Yeah, creaky. No. They're both no. made of wood at this point. Let's no. make it happen. Th- yeah, that's that's like uh, that's like lost. a Kimbo Shamrock move. Yeah, or Silva, Shamrock Gracie move. Silva has move. lost his, uh, his 
Well, and, and we expect GSP that he's going to be coming back at full tilt. Does no, anyone but, really expect but, to see GSP of five years ago? At no, the, but he back? left. He left like um like everyone's going to remember him. How else do you know GSP? I mean, yeah, he may not be the GSP of five years, but even that GSP that comes back that's not the GSP of five years is still GSP. And what else do you know GSP as? Have you ever seen him lose a round? I saw him lose yeah, to uh, yeah. Johnny Hendricks' last fight, I thought. Yeah, I saw that happen. Yeah. I also saw him get knocked out once. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. That was that one was all right. time. Touche, touche, Those three touché. letters, those three letters are several million buys right there. GSP. I, he could he could wrestle the fucking the mat, and people would buy it. But if he comes back against Robbie Lawler, I don't I don't see it ending well for GSP. No, nope. he would have to wrestle him down and hold him down. But then again, you go back to the old thing of you know Robbie's got twenty five minutes to hit you once, and it's over. It's a good point. It's a good point. GSP is fresh. Hasn't taken the beatings that Robbie's taking in a long time. But at the same time, GSP never really had that knockout power. No, no, not at all. Uh, aside from Jay Haran, he hadn't really knocked anybody out in his last 15 fights. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going uh, to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, at the same time, people, it's just, it was weird. It was like for yesterday first, uh, McGregor said he retired. Then Nate Diaz announced he's retiring too. And then CM Punk said he's retiring. Um, and people are saying, if he's retiring from fighting, then I'm retiring from being an astronaut because he never actually fought. How do you ret- retire from something he never actually did? I think he needed to phrase it different and say, I'm retiring from sitting in the audience and doing <laughs> yeah. nothing or shaking hands with people I'm going to fight and then claiming I need some exorbitant surgery like two days later. Like, I'm retiring from fucking Halle Berry. Uh, yeah. I never actually fucked Halle Berry, but I'm retiring from that's, doing it. That's about the same lines. Yeah. I'm retiring from being president of the United States. Yes. I did, oh, you shit. Know. You've been hiding this whole time? Yeah, man. I've done a great job of you know being in the public eye, but not letting anybody Barack know. looks swole, dog. <laughs> he does. Uh, Cub Swanson wrote, I'm down to scrap a southpaw, UFC 200, uh, against Nate Diaz versus Cub Swanson. Is that what he's saying? I guess if Cub would go up to 155, I think that's a horrible matchup for think, Cub. Yeah. You see what's going on here? You see how Connor created this mess where everyone's now yeah. not caring about what weight they're fighting at. Oh, I'll fight this guy. I'll fight that guy. I'll fight the money fight. Because Connor started that shit. Now, Connor starts you making ha- having to pay for him to accept the award. Later down the line, someone else is like, well, you pay Connor. You pay me. You pay the. Uh, I mean, for everyone to be mad at Connor, Connor's making waves in the sport. Whether you have what you can say about Connor and how he does it and where he does it, he's paying you bums. He's carrying you bums. You <laughs> know the way he says it. You know it, he's doing what no one else has done, and he's did what no one else did. So you can't fault him forever. Yeah, at the same time, I just box. think that like you know you, you're only going to be in your prime peak for a while, which I right. guess maybe is ca- now cash so, out. So cash at the same out. time. Look, the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, the reason I think Floyd Mayweather does not get the respect that he, he, he deserves is because he didn't fight some of these guys in their prime because he held out for more money, i.e. Manny Pacquiao. Uh, and Man, that's so sad about that, though. What? People are. You know, I feel like Mayweather is, is crying Certain. every day. He's you know, not crying. Into but, a pile but he, but of money. He, he still <laughs> wants that respect. He wants to be known as the best fighter of all time, and he yeah. might be the best defensive fighter of all time. At the same time, the purest one is the His, best guys the, fight when the best guys... I was going to say, I love that you put that word before it. The best defensive fighter of all time. Yeah. But it's not even... His, it- I can understand if his name was May fight anybody weather, you know, Floyd, respectful weather. It's not. His name is Money Mayweather. That comes before anything and everything. His money, the way he gets it, the way he prods himself over the money is over everything. Forget the respect. Forget the pride. Forget the who I'm fighting, where I'm fighting, when I'm fighting. 
what's the money looking like? Right, but at the same time, that's the reason what, what, people that, like MMA over boxing is because the best guys fight each other. Right. And and they and, and you get to see that. If this starts becoming like boxing, where the best guys are going to hold out for more money, and granted, maybe it's better for the fighters, okay, but they start not fighting each other for years and years and years, it, 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 the the people are not going to want to watch MMA anymore. Yeah. But, but here, here's the difference, though. Is there's always, if, if Connor goes Mayweather route, there's still always going to be killer, amazing, fun fights to watch because no matter, like, you can watch, you can watch a whole night of boxing and you see a bunch of point fighting. You might see some guys go for knockouts, but you see a bunch of point fighting. You watch a whole night of MMA, someone's getting jacked up, and no one leaves the, the fight to watch the band. That's always going to be happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how big, I don't care if he turns into Mayweather and he, only, he, he, doesn't, he, he waits to fight uh, Jose Aldo until they're both coming out there in walkers. There's yep. still gonna be someone else fighting and looking cool doing. Yeah, it. there's always gonna be the Diego Sanchez's and the and the. Well, like that. That's, like- that's one of the big things too. Is the roster of the UFC is about 500 fighters, something like that. So they can have a card every week, and there's always gonna be these marquee matchups or guys like I don't know this guy, but I want to watch a fight, and you watch him, and you're like, wow, this guy could be something one day. Boxing. In the last few years, I've watched boxing pay per views. And I only know the main event. I've never heard, and maybe it's because I'm not a boxing fan, but yeah. I've never heard of a lot of these guys. And there's so many divisions that you could be in like nine at the same time. UFC, there's an actual definitive different thing. So it's it's there's always something to watch. Yeah. Real quick, what I want to say. First, if if you're a promoter or if you're a fan, you like the way everyone wants to fight each other. But if you ask all these fighters, if you ask me, if you look at the way Mayweather did it, that's the way to do it. I don't care what they say about the respect. The reason why people don't like or respect Mayweather the way he does because he got to call his shots like May, like Connor's trying to do. He he Connor is although coming off a wall, he is what you would call the Mayweather of MMA in a sense because he talks about the money, he speaks about the money, he's braggadocious. He never he also never lost. Or yeah, Connor yeah, has three losses coming off the coming off his last loss. Yes, he he's got the three. Lo- but name anyone close to to other than John Jones who doesn't flaunt like like. Mayweather does name another person that's closer to Mayweather than Conor McGregor but if you could do it like Conor does it or you do it like Mayweather did it that's what the fighters want that's what the fighters want to do they fight everyone else because they know that's going to get them to the next paycheck they know that's what the fans want and they know that's what the promotion wants but if you ask them truly you would want to pick your fight you want to pick your price and you want to pick where and when and that's what I don't know if every guy. I don't know. I, I think that I don't I know if that's the that. case, man. I, I talked to a lot of fighters right who were like, "I don't care who I fight. I just want to get back in there. I love fighting, and I love getting paid for it." Yes, I think fighters should get more money. Yes, I think they're underpaid. Yes, I would like to see guys getting million dollar purses, like in boxing. Three, not just one guy. Granted, you know, I would like the minimum to be fifty thousand dollars on the undercard guys. Okay, that's not the situation it is right now. I would like that. That being said. I don't want to start seeing where, you know, the best guys are in different divisions, different leagues, best guys aren't fighting each other, and, and you guys aren't fighting in their prime because of contract. I don't want to see the Andre Wards of boxing, the guy who fights once every four years, you know, uh, supposedly. But as a fighter, I do want to see, the obviously, the pay increase, and the only way you're going to do that is pulling the Connor. You think so? Way, that's the only way you're going to do it. 
No, the promotion's not going to start paying people more because everybody wants to fight each other. They know that you're going to want being the guy that you are, this tough guy fighter. They know you're going to fight whoever they put out there in front of you or whatever, whenever they put you out there because you're a fighter. That's what they're going to capitalize on. If they started having to look around and ask themselves, if everyone started doing it like Connor, then everyone in this sport of MMA, yes, the, the big fights are still going to happen, but the pay is going to have to increase. And that's what I think Connor is doing a great job of making the organization and the promotion respect his authority all right it's a buyer's market from a promoter's point of view there's so there's someone who wants to fight and he'll do it for less money than somebody else always that's it the same, it's the same thing in our game man there's always someone who's like yeah i'll take that weekend for 500 bucks less no there are people it's even worse you get to a gig and and a booker will contact the gig and be like how much are you paying these guys i'll get the same comics or uh for less money yep and and you end up making less it fucks up everybody and yep. you're absolutely right uh, we are going to call so a. How can you see that now, in that perspective, but not see it from the fighters' perspective? I see it from the fighters' perspective. All right. All right. All right. I just, cool. I just don't want to see you guys not fighting. Who, who, who yeah, are the best a fan in the world? Perspective. It's not a fighters' perspective, though. It, well, I see it from both perspectives. I think, I think there is an important thing. There's a marriage there mm-hmm. that if, just like we're seeing with boxing, how many guys outside of like a few, a handful of guys are actually making the real money anymore? Right. And it's because the fans left. Because it went too far, the pendulum swings back and forth. And with any sort of with any sort of uh, ecosystem, your whole goal is to get the pendulum to sit in the middle. And right now, it's way too far to one side. Mm-hmm. And Mayweather took it way too far to the other. Mm-hmm. Got to figure out somebody to get it in the middle. And who knows what that what the solution is for that? What's up? Hey, King Mo, how's it going? Chilling, man. Chilling. You're on the chill. MA Roasted Podcast. Me, Rich Slayton, uh, CB Gold. How are you, man? You got a big fight coming up May 14th against Phil Davis. How you feeling? Are you ready? Yeah, man, I'm ready, man. You know, um, she still got three weeks, so the fight happened. So I'm good, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just ready for it to happen. Nice. I mean, is this, you think this is probably one of your toughest opponents or your, or your toughest opponent? I don't know. Um, I feel like all my t- opponents are tough, you know what I'm saying? Because they're willing to fight, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, when it's all said and done, I won't be able to know who the toughest proponent is until after I'm done fighting. Because I don't only think about this stuff, you know what I'm saying? I think about every opponent being the best opponent possible. Right, right, right. No, that's true. Uh, and uh, But but Phil's a tall order, man. I mean, NCAA champion, he, he fought some of the best guys in the UFC. He's tall, a very tall guy, uh, very athletic. Uh, it should be a great fight uh, because, you know, you bring so much to the table as well. I'm looking forward to this fight. I am looking forward to this fight a lot. Um, yeah, 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 it should be a good one. Kimo, I have a question for you. Do you think that the length of Phil Davis's horse-like face will make it easier to hit him? <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping, you know what I'm saying? I'm hoping he comes out there with his hands down, chin up. Are you right, worried about cutting your hands on that pointy chin at any point? <laughs> nah, nah, that's we got gloves on. <laughs> nice, nice. Now you're recently coming off Ryzen, where uh, New Year's Eve you actually what did you win? A hundred grand? Uh, I don't know the full amount, but I know one for you know I want some good money. A good amount of money though. You don't know how much you know what money what you won? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> not not on the podcast, he doesn't. Yeah, right. You know exactly how much money you won. But anyway, you went over there. Uh, you fought three days, th- three times in two days. You knocked out two guys, uh, and then you won a, a unanimous decision. Did you like that style of fighting, where it's where it's three fights in two days? 
you know what? I like any type of fighting that pays. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really care. Any type of fighting that pays, I'm that's what I'm down for. You know, it's my job to fight. Uh, you know, the three guys out there, I thought they were gonna be bums because, like, you know, I ain't, I ain't heard about them. And people were talking so much shit about, like, you know, most fighting over in Japan. These guys are nobodies. But then, as soon as I got there, after the first day, people was like, "Mo ain't gonna win this tournament." And then when I won it, they're like, "Oh yeah, Mo beat bums." You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it is what it is. As long as the, the checks and bounce. I yeah. was happy with it, but those guys that I followed with them were, were tougher than expected. I didn't know what to expect. So, it, put it like this, I had a lot to lose. Yeah. Just if I lost, but I had a lot to gain because that check was big. <laughs> right, 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 right. Did you hook up with any of those uh, Russian girls while you were over there? Nah, nah, man. I, I just go there. When I, when I go to Japan or go overseas, I just go there for business. Come yeah. back home and chill. Oh, come on. Yeah. Give me a break. There's no, those Japanese nah. girls are all over you, I'm sure. Yo, for a pimp, girls is always nah, business. Nah, listen, listen, it's like this, man. There's so much stuff going on in this world, man. Like, people get HIV, people getting this. If they got incurable gonorrhea and chlamydia and all they got all this weird stuff out there, I ain't trying to get none of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I stay my ass in the hotel and watch TV and just listen to my music. That's about it. Right, 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 right. Now, uh, the big news of the of the week right now is Conor McGregor retiring. What are your thoughts on this? I ain't got no thoughts, man. Um, hopefully, they can work something out so he can get to fighting again. You know, I've never against Conor. I, uh, you know, he's good for he's good for his country. He's good for his sport. He's a good character. He's a good fighter. You know, um, hopefully they can uh work something out, and get back on the card again. You know, I don't know. I don't really know. Cause I don't know what's going on because I don't like read into that shit. But I hope that he gets what he wants. I hope the UFC gets what he wants. And I hope they can make him fight Diaz again on that car so Diaz can get a good payday. So yeah. whatever, you know what I'm saying, it don't affect me. Just I hope they I hope everything positive comes out on their end. I mean, do you think it's a, a money thing? Or do you think he didn't want to fight Nate Diaz? you think he doesn't want to promote it? Uh, there's a, a rumor circulating that he's signing with Mayweather Promotions and they're starting their own MMA league. I mean, what are your thoughts uh, okay, first of all, I don't think Conor's afraid of anybody. I think Conor's afraid of heavyweight. Yeah. I don't think Nate's afraid of anybody. If the money's on the table, he's going to fight. Um, I don't know. It might be a main thing. Who knows? As far as the Mayweather MMA promotions, I doubt that it happened because how can you sign Mayweather when he's under, uh, uh, he's signed, signed to the UFC. Right. You know what I'm saying? That couldn't happen. But, uh, if he did, then oh well, you know, if he did, hopefully he got paid good. Um, but, uh, when it comes down to it, I don't know. I don't think Conor's afraid to fight Nate. He fought Nate once. You know what I'm saying? I don't think uh, it might carry the money. Who knows? It, who knows? I don't think he's afraid to promote it because what's their promote? They fought once. They can use all the old clips from the last fight, the pr- the press conference and all that stuff to promote the second fight. You know what I'm saying? Plain and simple. Now, now you've won seven fights in a row. Uh, your last loss was to Rampage, which I thought you won that fight too. Uh, you, and even the Emmanuel Newton fight, the second one, I could, I actually gave you that fight too. Uh, but yeah. so you, so you really haven't lost really since 2013. Do you think you're the best that you've ever been right now? Uh, I could be better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like every day I get better. So I think right now, yeah, but tomorrow I'll be better. The day after day I'll be better. So leading up to this fight, I'll be better than I was today. Okay. I mean, do, I mean, do you honestly? I mean, like at the gym. I mean, because sometimes guys think that they're kind of a little past their peak. You, you think you haven't even peaked yet? Um, I don't know. I won't know until I get my ass whooped by somebody that, that makes you think that, think otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, we are going to call the person who wants to whip your ass. Uh, we're going to call Phil Davis right now. We are going to have the MMA Roasted press conference. Uh-oh. Uh, we are going to hype this fight. It, this fight is in San Jose, May 14th. Are you, are you going, CB? Why not? No, I won't be there. I've, Why? I've, uh, I've done way too many other events coming up. And uh, <laughs> May 14th, yeah, I can't even... I couldn't uh, do that trip because okay. I got to watch the dogs. Oh, all right. You have to walk a dog. I want to go to that, man. Now, who uh, who else is on the card? You know what? I don't even know. I know Gus Thompson is Chandler. But I, but I, you know, I'm telling you, when it comes down to, like, if you're talking about boxing or pro wrestling, I can tell you something. But it's MMA. MMA, this stuff happens so fast. I just wait till it's actually real. Right, right, right. I hear you. We're going to call Phil right now. See if Phil, he said he might uh, get on this call. Hello, Phil Davis. Yo. Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, you, and King Mo. Yo. How's it going? Good, good, good. Just got done training. Nice. Thank you for coming to my show last week. That was awesome seeing you there, you and the beautiful wife. Uh, it, it was amazing, man. It was, it, it was, I, was, I was blessed to have you in the crowd, so thank you. Yeah, man. You actually are you're, you're freaking... A lot better than the other times. Not that you sucked before. Actually, I think you did before. And now you suck less. Uh, I suck so, less. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. That's a- that should be on your posters from now on. You, uh, you had some new stuff. And it was freaking it was awesome, man. It was a good time. Thank you. Thank you, man. Now, before you got on the phone call, King Mo was talking all kinds of shit about you. Uh, he was saying, you're the biggest pussy. Uh, he's, he's, no, kidding. He didn't say that. Uh, but listen, uh, no, I'm excited for this fight. Uh, are you excited for this fight, uh, Phil Davis? You, do you think King Mo is one of the best opponents that you've ever fought? Uh, yeah, I definitely throw him in the in the hat with uh with all the other big names that I fought. Definitely. Uh, we got Bubba Jenkins here, by the way. Bubba just uh, just uh, showed up uh, right now. We have a press conference between King Mo and Phil Davis. Uh, wrestling wise, now Phil Davis, you are an NCAA champion. King Mo, you took second in the NCAA's, but you were on the world team, right? Yeah, world team, national team, all that stuff, yeah. So who has the advantage here in wrestling? Phil. You asking me? Yes. Oh, man, I always had the advantage. Whoa. <laughs> I always had the advantage. Even though King I mean, Mo was it, a world... Uh, go on. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I, never, I never tried to get on the, the world team. Not saying not to take anything away from uh, Mo. I mean, it's it is an amazing, is an amazing feat just to be, you know, in the, the the world team trials, let alone win it, be on the world team. But uh, I mean, it, I mean, I, I completely got away from wrestling after I won an individual one title. So I wouldn't say that that makes him necessarily a better wrestler. He definitely continued on at a high level. Right. So if you guys had a straight wrestling match, who would who, who who do you think would win? Straight wrestling match. What what style? It depends on style. All right. Uh, yeah. If, it, if it's collegiate, he's smashing me. I I'm the collegiate. I don't, I'm the collegiate in the long time. Freestyle, I get him to turn him. You know, it's like this. Wrestling is wrestling, but everything changes when punches are involved, man. Right. Yep. Right. So who do you think has the better striking advantage? Phil Davis. Uh, I, I always have an advantage. Always had the advantage. Always had the advantage. Uh, King Mo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thinks he has the advantage. You know, he could think that. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. We're gonna find out May 14th because just talking. You know, it's easy to say he has the advantage or I have the advantage. 
but it's easier to show it when the fight happens. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, uh, Bubba, let's like weigh in on this. I don't like all this black on black crime. You know, <laughs> I, I don't appreciate them making my boys go at it. But you know, it is when you want to see two of the top fighters in the world, regardless of organization. You want to see Mo and you want to see Phil Dave. So, uh, you know, I'm. Wait, tell, I, tell, I, hey, my, my bad to cut you off, but where, where are you at right now? Are you in Cali? Yeah, I'm in LA. I could have sworn I see the Trump rally, dog. No, I wasn't. Uh, that wasn't me. Hey, that was my cousin. My cousin. Right now, Pat Zagano. She's taking the phone away. She's making a guest appearance. Hello. Kat, What's up, Kit Kat? What's up? What you guys doing? Uh, we're having an MMA roasted press conference between <laughs> Phil Davis and King Mo, who are fighting May 14th in Bellator. I think this fight's going to be fireworks. Uh, both very talented, uh, both high quality opposition. Kat, who do you think's going to win this fight? Oh, I got my boy Phil. I I don't know, man. He he's legit. I've been watching him for a long time. King Mo, are you going to take that? I don't care. You know, oh. she can have who she wants. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter to me. Well, I think that <laughs> was a challenge. Like I think Kat Zingano just challenged she ain't, she ain't, to a fight. It ain't fight. ain't her and Phil versus me. It's me versus Phil. So, you know, she knows Phil, so it's cool. I don't, I don't care who picks anybody. No, man. I didn't hear you say King Mo. These are both my favorites, man. I can't wait to watch this fight. <laughs> King Mo, what are you doing? Um, you know, I'm just chilling. How you doing? Are you good? This press conference has been cat-jacked. Uh, we, we've been hijacked by Kat Zagano. Hi, Kat. By the way, sorry for the last time you were on the podcast about offending you. Uh, and uh, I, I apologize for that, by the way. That's all right. I let you live, right? You're you, fine. You did. Thank you. Now, Kat, you're fighting my girl, Juliana Pena, coming up. That's going to be a good fight. Yep. I can't wait. What, uh, hey, I gotta go, but I'm gonna send you back off to your show. Okay, thanks, man. All right, so okay, so who got more ass in college? Okay, Phil, I know you went to Penn State. You got tons of pussy back then. A lot of white girls, Penn State. However, King Mo, you went to OSU. There's no way you weren't uh, just answered Oklahoma. Answered Oklahoma. I was I was Oklahoma City. I, was, I mean, I was statewide and in Dallas. I was I was going to two different states. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was in triple. I was in Dallas, triple D. I was Oklahoma City. You know what I'm saying? So you got North side, South side, East West, and I was I was I'd be in Tulsa sometimes. You know what I'm saying? North Tulsa. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, and I was and I was very shocked in Oklahoma State. So you got way more chicks than Phil Davis. Man, hey, by by default, yeah, I had to because man, I was I was I was I was crossing state lines. Phil, no, are you going to take that, Phil? I'm here. Yeah, okay. He said he got way more ass than you in college. By default. And he had to study. And he had to study. You know what I'm saying? He had, I didn't study. You know what I'm saying? I didn't study nothing. I didn't go to school. I played with the class. He was, he was a part of the harder school than I did. I was just chilling. Phil, he said you got you were a virgin at Penn State is what he's saying, dude. He said you got no ass. You were, you were, you were not Mr. Wonderful. You were Mr. fucking nothing. <laughs> are you going to take that? Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, I was going to let him win that one anyway. But I was into making love, you know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't in chasing everything in town, but you know. All right, all right. You're just making love. Gotcha. Now, when it comes to quality of opposition, Phil, you fought Anthony Johnson, you fought Gustafson, uh, you fought Rashad Evans, uh, you fought Glover. Do you think you fought the better guys than King Mo's fought? 
Uh, he has. What's, what's the question? He has. I think he has. <laughs> so, so King Mo, you think Phil's for a lot better, guys? Yeah, yeah. You know, after consensus, yeah. You know, so I trained with I, I trained with half them guys. You name, you know, what I'm saying like besides Goose and Sasson, but I think I think yeah, he probably has. Yeah, is now he is, has. now is that a, a big advantage for Phil because that you've you've beaten guys that are, weren't as good as he's beaten? I don't know. Does it matter? We're, we're, we're trying to hype this fight, guys. <laughs> Listen, we got to get this. We got to get fireworks going. Uh, Rich, help me out here. Yeah, yeah but the thing, like, was, you know, hey the thing is, the thing is, like you know, y'all, y'all trying to hype the fight up. But the thing is, people is gonna be hyped to see this fight because we got, we both got skills. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole trash talk thing got played out now. Yeah, I was doing that years ago. Now in the UFC, everybody doing it. We can't do it no more. It got played out. Now, now, Phil, you know that yeah, you, know what I'm saying? you know that Bubba Jenkins is your teammate. King Mo told Bubba he was not going to win the world championships. Bubba, you took that Actually, very that was personally. Right? That was Daniel Cormier. That was yeah. Cormier. No, Cormier me. said it, but, but Mo co-signed. But yeah, I did take it very personally. No, I'm not co-signed. I never co-signed. <laughs> nah, I, yeah. I just said, I said you, you beat Mitchell I felt like I a tennis ball. I felt like a Mitchell tennis ball, and Serena was on the right, and Venus was on the left, and these dudes were just pucking me back and forth, just climbing. Nah, nah, nah. He said something about he said something about my fro because it was nappy at the time. I was in I was in between stages. You know, it was nappy as hell. I was in between of getting a mini fro going and trying to get my cornrows on. But then he, you know, he just he said skateboard P is where I'm from, so I can't be hood. So those are those are the good old days between me and Mo. Right, Phil. Assuming assuming that you do defeat King Mo Lawal and you take his pimp cup, what will you be drinking from that first? <laughs> great, great Kool Aid. <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh, uh, nah, probably cream soda, grape soda, something like that. Grape soda, grape yeah, soda. Yeah, yeah. So I call it grape Kool Aid, grape soda. Yeah, yeah. Now, King Mo. You see stereotype. Now, King Mo, last time you said on the show uh, that uh, you had hooked up with a couple of the girls on the Bad Girls Club, and now they were blowing up your spot. Are you still hooking up with those girls or no? Bad Girls Club? Man, come on, man. You, 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 you try to put words on my mouth, man. It's because I, I know a few of them girls on Bad Girls Club. You try to put words on my mouth, though. No, 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 no. All right. All right. Nothing with the Bad Girls Club. Okay. All right. So, who do you think hits harder? I mean, King Mo, you've you've had more knockouts than Phil Davis. Do you think you hit harder than Phil? I don't know. We're gonna find out because he had knockout. He got one hit of quitters last night. Yeah. Now, Emmanuel Emmanuel Newton, Phil beat, and who gave you trouble? Obviously, MMA math always works. <laughs> um, does does that bother you at all? No, nah, because pretty much my first time built, so I was damn as good. I could barely even walk. You know what I'm saying? I was I was I was injured for most of the early part of the Bellator when I was first got there. Everything. So I was on totally. for a whole year and a half because of staff infection. Oh uh, yeah, I know. You almost died with that. How did you get that, by the way? From surgery from the hospital. Fuck. All right. So listen. Yeah. This is going to be a good fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is probably the most intense press conference you've ever had. Uh, you guys, I could, t- <laughs> I could tell there's a lot of animosity between you two. Um, are you guys hanging out before? Well, the, are you guys going to walk out together? No, nah, I thought Jake's out, right? We can't be a stereotype no more. Look, all that trash talk stuff got played out by the UFC. Then if we both talk trash, people be like, oh, yeah, the typical black guys, you know what I'm saying? Then they're like, oh, you're trying to be hood. People are going to try to talk bad about us. So what's the, 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 what's
People know we can fight, so they just they just watch that. You know what I'm saying? Because what's the point of just talking trash by each other when we know each other? I have you know a bad say about Phil. Here's a great marketing idea. You know, Adam just touched on something—a a together walkout. I think you two should walk out holding hands to really break type. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. All right, now yeah, Phil, they can't all be out of the park. Now, 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 Phil, what are, what are your thoughts on Conor McGregor retiring? Uh, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not about what it is. It's, it's about it's about something else. And before I even read any any interviews or any articles regarding it. It just it just kind of sounded to me like it wasn't really about you know quitting the sport. It was probably you know surrounding another issue, and I really haven't heard too too much. I haven't had the time to uh, really dig into it, but uh, just the headlines that I have seen kind of kind of confirms that yeah, it, it was about something else. So I mean, when those things when those things get resolved. I'm sure he he will be not retired, but then again, you know I don't know. Maybe maybe he feels like he's had his fun and he's ready to move on. Has Bellator treated you better than the UFC did? Um, I mean I enjoyed my time with the UFC, yeah. but at the same time, I also love where I'm at right now. It's it's not a matter of oh you didn't treat me good. Oh he loves me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> one of those kind of things. Like yeah. you know what I mean? You get a new girl and stuff. Oh, oh, you're so much better than her. No, not it's nothing like that. It's it really is. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely I love where I'm at, and uh, I, I think it's a better spot for me. Yeah, well, I mean, it just seems like they. I mean, it seems like uh, it seems like they're giving you a lot of airtime, and you know, they're they're really hyping you. They're really excited for you. Uh, you know, both you guys. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know. They're, uh, they're 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 super, they're they're a cool company, man. Good people, cool company. So I, you know, I appreciate it. I think both you guys obviously are you know top five in the world, uh, which is why this is such a good fight. I mean, th- you guys are very evenly matched. Uh, you know, both of you have great wrestling, great submissions. Although Phil has a lot more uh, submissions than you do, King Mo, but you have a lot of submissions as well. You guys both bring a lot to the table. Both fast, athletic guys, powerful, explosive. Uh, you know, I mean, look at what you did to Glover, who did what he did to, you know, Rashad Evans last week. I mean, Phil, I mean, you just, yeah. you, you just murdered Glover. Um, so it's going to be a great fight. I, I'm really looking forward to this fight. Uh, and, um, it's, it's a tough fight to call, uh, great fight for the fans. Uh, Bubba, who are you rooting for? Uh, man, you're just going to put me on the spot like that. Uh, I got to root for both of them. Yeah. Because, you know, in this struggle, we got to stay together. But, you know, Phil da- I've known Phil Davis. He, he He's basically a cousin to me. And, and Mo's, you know, a good friend of mine. So I, I want to say because he, Phil. He said we got to say, hey, listen, he said we got to stay together. But I signed the Trump rally on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I thought you was throwing the burn. <laughs> but, now, but you and Phil have that Sandusky connection, though. Yeah, we got that Sandusky, whatever you call it. But, uh, nah, you know, we, we was on the same Penn State team. I mean, I know Phil, when he says he was into making love, I know that to not be true. He's a liar on that. So, oh really? <laughs> I've seen I've I've seen Phil slay a couple ladies out, out of the. Did bar, you guys ever so. double team chicks? No, no, we we stayed away from that. Okay, um, you guys never- but I, I can't say that we didn't hit the same chick eventually. All right, let me let me rephrase that in black. Do you guys ever run a train? <laughs> Wait, you guys both bang the same girl? I, I I can neither confirm nor deny. Who got there first? 
more likely he did. He was there three years before I even showed up. Uh. So, you know, but I did catch up pretty well, uh, I must say myself. Wow. But no, I, I mean, I can't really pick in this fight. Obviously, Phil's a closer friend to me than Mo is, but, you know, they're both still my boys. And I think I'm excited about the fight. Like I said, I think the fans winning this. And like Mo said it earlier, they don't have to really hype the fight because everybody's already hyped to see a Mo Law fight, period. And then a Phil Day fight, period. And then them together is just going to bring the, the eyes that you already know it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and then uh, now the winner of this has the int. Do you do you give up your title as tournament champion to, to Mo if he wins, or what's the deal with the title? He keeps that. He won it. He, he keeps it with the, the belt. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, that was a you know a that night thing. It's not. It's not like a. Who's the, it was the who's the best that night? Who could go two fights? So, so the winner of this fights. Uh, Liam McGarry. Liam McGarry. Which I think either of you guys beat Liam McGarry. Right. They should have Liam fight somebody to fight one of these guys. Yeah. Uh, what I was curious, and, and Phil, this is more directed at you. You know, I was I was uh, cage side at Dynamite, and I saw you win that belt. And supposedly you were supposed to get Liam McGarry next. What do you think about them putting you in with King Mo instead of giving you McGarry right off the bat that I think you were supposed to get? Uh, you know, I mean, he wasn't able to, he, he's not able to compete. I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, uh, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit out and I had the option to sit out and wait for him. But I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I, I'd rather, I'd rather stay active. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. Now, both you guys are big wrestling fans. Uh, have you talked, have you, have you thought about your entrance? Mo, what are you doing for your entrance? I can't say, but it's gonna be something pretty cold. Uh, and I, I gotta get out. I gotta get out this thing pretty soon. Cause I gotta do strength training. Okay, but I'm cool. gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. It's 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 gonna be something. I know. I know. I know that uh, the Bubba don't like it. If he's a wrestler fan, <laughs> I know this. Put like this. A tag team, a famous tag team, to be walking me out to the to the cage. Just, just put like that. Oh. <laughs> Is it Harlem Heat? <laughs> Is it the Harlem Heat? <laughs> I ain't saying who. Is it the Rockers? I ain't gonna say who. Is it is it is it the, is it the filthy bo- the the filthy boys whatever they call the what are the, the, the it might be is it the Bushwhackers? It might be the Midnight Express. Midnight Express. But I'm not gonna say who it is, but y'all see, it. y'all go see him. I'm, oh. I'm on record with Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat. I'm saying hey. it's the Bushwhackers. If you walk out of Booker yeah, T. Washington, it's, I'm it's leaving. The Bushwhackers. What about the gay couple? What, is it going to be the gay oh, couple? Chuck and Billy? Chuck and Billy? That would, that would be awesome. Nah. It's not going to be Chuck and Billy. I know. Uh, and Phil, uh, what, yeah. what are you doing for your thing? No, I'm just Yeah. Oh, all, all types of stuff, man. I'm going to have um, yeah. like eight ninjas and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> you're not even going to see them. And then, and then I'm going to throw my little ninja dust in there. Poof. Go crazy. So it's yeah, it's it's it'll be it'll be yeah, you you'll see. You'll see. Eight ninjas. I think you need more ninjas. Eight ninjas versus the bushwhackers. This is gonna be great. May fourteenth. I can't wait. Listen, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Honor to have both of you guys on. Good luck in your fight, guys. Thanks, bro. Take care. We're going to call Random Marcos, by the way, uh, who is a beautiful 
Can- Iraqi Canadian fighter. A woman? Woman, yeah. I'm gonna say, you call him beautiful. <laughs> you call this dude Brandon some chick. What if uh, you can call a guy beautiful? Some people think guys are beautiful. Not me, but well, her nickname is Quiet Storm. She just got a new. Uh, she just got a new haircut. Record of five and three, but she's a lot better than five and three. Hello, hello, Random Marcos. Hello. Hey, hey you're on the M. May Roasted podcast. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? Good. Uh, you're, uh, you're on with Bubba Jenkins, Rich, uh, Slayton, CB the Grenade. How's everything going? Pretty good. I'm back in Windsor, back on Michigan top team, so I'm really liking it. Nice. You, pretty good. So you left Canada. You were training in Canada, right? No, well, I'm training in Michigan, but I live in, in Canada, so just cross the border every day. So you were at TriStar. So, so you still live in Canada or no? Yeah, I still live in Canada. Just uh, right across from Detroit. Really close to Michigan Top Team. Oh, nice. So how is Michigan Top Team? It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I went to uh, TriStar for a bit for my last training camp, but I didn't really like the outcome of it. Um, and uh, I just feel like coming back to TriStar is the right move for me, or uh, Michigan Top Team is the right move for me right now. Now, the TriStar is one of the premier gyms. Everyone says great things about it. What didn't work for you? It's just, um, I, I just need my, my old training partners and my old uh, coaches, you know, they knew what I was good at. I felt like I was being changed a lot in my last fight, you know, a lot of new things all at once. I, obviously, if I stay there, uh, I will pick up and pick up new things and, and, you know, get better at it. But I just felt like, you know, I made it this far with what I know, what I, what I knew, you know, and uh, learning new things right now, I, I don't think it's right for me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, listen, sometimes that happens. I mean, Bubba was at a uh, American Top Team uh, and was not feeling it as much as he is now. Uh, so sometimes it's just a smaller gym could create, create uh, you know, much better results versus there are guys out there that, uh, you know, they go from a small gym to a big gym. It's, it's, it's all about you. The focus is different, so it makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, uh, people know me better. People know my style here. They're not trying to change me. They're just Right now, uh, we got to talk about your hair. Uh, you recently got this crazy red hairdo that looks so hot. Uh, Jesus, you look great with that hairdo. I mean, I was like, who the fuck? That's random Marcos. I always thought you were an attractive girl, but this is a whole new look for you. What, what prompted this? Um, well, my sister, actually, she's been trying to convince me to do this for, for a while now and finally decided to, to change it, you know. I had the, the dark hair for a really long time and I just needed a little change and, I don't know, hopefully people remember me more with this bright red hair. <laughs> Have you noticed people like uh, guys reacting differently? Have you been getting more fan mail, more emails, more more dick pics? What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of everything. But, um, you know, I, I really don't believe in, like, promoting myself in, like, a really sexual way and, like, you know, wearing, um, you know, like, clothing and stuff like that. And I try to stay away from that as much as I can. I think, you know, just changing a little bit of your look uh, draws a little bit of attention, the right direct attention that I want. You know, um, it's easy to take off your clothes and put yourself out there. But, you know, I have to look at that when I get older and, you know, have my kids look at that when I get older. So I try to stay away from that as much as I can. Are you talking about Rowdy Beck and Magania right now? 
<laughs> All right. So, you know, so, crazy, you know, so that's, I mean, yeah, but don't you think that that's their way of expressing themselves? And if they want to uh, show, you know, show their vag and, and their ass cracks and stuff on Twitter, <laughs> that, that's, you that's know, what... whatever works for them. But, you know, when you have children, you got to think of your kids first. I, mean, I don't have kids, but, you know, seeing them the way they present themselves and then hearing that they have kids, you know, how are you, how are you going to tell your, how are you going to explain that to your kids? in the future, you know, don't do this, it's not right, when you have pictures all over the internet, you know, of your vagina <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I understand that argument. Uh, I, I hear you. At the same time, I think that you could just, the human body is beautiful, and if people want to, you know, you guys are in great shape, and if, if girls want to show everyone how good, in good shape you are, I am not opposed to it. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's, uh, that's their belief and what, what they want to do with their life. That's fine. That's just not the way I would like to go. Totally understand. Um, now, last time you came on the show, you had a boyfriend. Uh, you guys were very serious. It's the same boyfriend? I have a husband. You have a, have husband. a husband. Oh, wow. You got, you got <laughs> yeah. married? Well, I've been married. Oh. I've been married for a long time. <laughs> well, nice. like four years now, yeah. Now, is he uh, Canadian also? Yes, he's uh, born and raised in Canada. And uh, we have a, a lot of differences, but, you know, he supports me. He used to be a fighter. He doesn't fight anymore. Um, just supports me. So what's his, what's his, what's his name? Jeff Thomas. Jeff Tom. Jeff Thomas. Yes, very white name. <laughs> Jeff Thomas, nice. And, and you guys met at the at the uh, gym. We actually met in high school. We used to wrestle together, and but we didn't start dating until years later. And then he he was into MMA first, and then that's how I got into it. And then once I got into it, he quit. <laughs> just, so yeah. you've been stalking him for years, basically. <laughs> No, not at all. I think it's the other way around. Now, now you grew up in Iraq, right? I was born in Iraq. I actually grew up here in Canada. I, I came here when I was three years old. Nice. Now, was so, that yeah? You know, was that hard for your parents to come over to Canada from Iraq? Yeah, definitely. You know, coming to Canada, not knowing really anybody, and and not knowing the language. You know, it was hard for them to teach us. You know, our homework and everything, and just. Uh, they try to really stick with the Middle Eastern ways of, you know, how to live and, you know, eat, sleep, you know, speak. They like to, to speak the Middle Eastern language in the house as well. So it was very different for them to change. It was very hard for them to to adapt, but we picked it up pretty quickly being children. Are they Christian or Muslim? Christian. Christians. Okay, so they're Christian. They came over here, uh, but they were still, like, making hummus and stuff. and uh Just you know, the, the Middle Eastern way, no matter what you are, Christian, uh, Muslim, whatever, we're a very, like, male-dominated uh, culture, you know, and, and it was very difficult for them to let their daughter go and, and do, like, wrestling and all that stuff. So I get to keep that kind of that stuff a secret to, to myself and just, you know, uh, not really have the support that I, I could have had. But, um, you know, that's just the way it is. It, you have to understand what they're, where they're coming from and the way they were raised to believe, you know, women should be doing certain things and men should be doing certain things. So she had to, you know, work away, work around it. What do they think of your hair? Um, <laughs> my mother likes it. She likes it. At first, she was like, "No, don't do it, don't do it," and now she's like, "Yeah, it looks good." <laughs> it does look good. It looks very hot. Yeah, you're you're a v- very you. attractive woman. I I think you're underrated as far as how hot you are. Uh, the fact that you have oh, a husband, you. you went down three points, but still, uh, hang in there. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. I'll, I will get over it. It's going to be hard. Uh, you're coming off a tough loss to Carolina Kowalewicz. Um, uh, that girl, she's Polish, right? Yeah. A tough. That girl was tough. That was a tough fight. 
Uh, did you underestimate her? You think? No, I didn't underestimate her. I don't. I don't. I never underestimate my opponents. I just. I went in there thinking that everything I learned was was enough for me, and and I kind of like put everything I I knew behind me and try to be like a different fighter out there, and it didn't work out for me. You know, I should have used more wrestling. I should have, you know, I should have done a lot of things differently. But always you know, use more not, wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I know, I know. By the way, Bubba Jenkins, if you don't know, is an NCAA champion. Uh, he beat the current Olympian uh, and is one of the best wrestlers in the history of collegiate wrestling. Uh, so if he says right. always use your wrestling, uh, always use yeah. your wrestling. <laughs> I know. I know. I came from a wrestling background and, you know, people try to change you and, I, you know, you just have to stick to what you know. So it's okay. Listen, you, you, you learn more from your losses than your wins. I mean, I was telling her your your record is five and three, but you're not a five and three fighter. Uh you're you're a badass fighter. That Jessica Penny fight was an amazing fight. That could have went either way. You. you beat Isling Daly, who's a tough fighter. Uh and now this girl Carolina. Who do you want to fight next? Who are we calling out? I wanted to fight, you know, Paige for a really long time. That's not happening. I don't know what to do to get that fight, but I'd like to fight Beth Rollins. You know, she's been running her mouth a bit. That would be a good fight. Rowdy um, Beck. So, yeah. okay, so, all right. So let's say let's say Rowdy Beck was here on, on the podcast. Hey, what's up? Or, I don't know how they sat, I talk over there. So what would you say to, <laughs> uh, what would you say to Rowdy Beck to get her to fight you? Well, I would say, uh, when I called you out the first time, you were injured, yeah, but now you're not injured anymore, so let's do this. That was, that was the shittiest trash talk i've ever heard in my life I know, I can't, I can't. <laughs> come on come on you gotta do better than that you're okay, gonna kick rowdy back no so you're and, and now you think you would beat rowdy back i know i could how fast pardon uh, one round two rounds three rounds i don't know she's a tough opponent you know she went up against uh um Esparza. i went the distance with Tyler Esparza, so i know she's gonna be a tough fight i don't think She's an easy opponent, but, you know, I know I have the skill to beat her. This is, listen, all right, Randa, listen. We're going to say, listen, listen, Rowdy Beck, all right? Uh, take your naked pictures and, and, and stuff them up your ass, okay? You, 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 you show your vag all over the internet. Time to step in the cage with me, and I will, I will put my fist down your throat, and it still won't be the biggest thing you had in your throat. Like, something like that. that that'll be the, that's a good yeah. way to, come on, you, we got to get the trash talking up here. I feel like wearing it. Like Rowdy Beck, I will kick your ass so hard you won't be able to sit for a week. But you know what? That's a week for you anyway because you get banged in the ass. Uh, come on, you go. You got it. We gotta really get it up here. I can't do it. I'm too Canadian. Oh, fuck, <laughs> Rich. What should she should do? Uh, I, okay, here's 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 my plan: is you just take twenty five percent of your purse and give it to Adam and have him come with you everywhere you go. And he'll handle all the trash talking. Hey, Rowdy Beck. Yeah, hey, you're Rowdy Beck. You're from Down Under. I've seen Down Under. It's a bloody mess or something. Come on. We got we got to pick it up. Randa, come on. Maybe you should I give know. him only 15%. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, 15, yeah, down to 15 now. Uh, listen, dickhead. Keep letting him go. I'm going to get it down to five. Yeah, all right. All right. So, Rowdy Beck, you're calling out. I would like to see that fight. Uh, I think it'd be a great fight. CB, anything you want to contribute? All right. Well, is that because you have a crush on Rowdy Beck? No, not at all. I just don't have anything to say. All right, thanks. Well, listen, uh, Randa Marcos, uh, you are, you're a, a great girl. You're a role model. You're a sweetheart. 
I, I hope all the good things that happen. I cannot wait for you to fight again. I hope you get that Rowdy Beck fight. I, I like, I like, I love Rowdy Beck. I think she's she's awesome. She comes on the show all the time. I'm a big fan of her as well. So uh, hopefully you guys both come on the show and do a press conference. That'll be awesome. Thank you. Well, good luck with everything, Randa. Hey, thank you. Now, Bubba, can I ask you a question? Because that yes. interview, I think Adam kind of saw me shut off during the interview a little bit. There was something that Randa said that they kind of, I, I want your perspective on, mm-hmm. where she said that she, you know, she didn't want them to try to change her and add new things. Mm-hmm. I see someone who's eight fights into their career, which seems to me like pretty fresh in their career, mm-hmm. compared to someone like Fabricio Verdum, who's like, well, I'm the best jujitsu player in the world. Mm-hmm. He adds Muay Thai to his game. Now he's a world champion. Mm-hmm. So that to me, I mean, I don't have the perspective of being a fighter. That, to me, turned me off a lot hearing her say, I don't want people changing me trying to add these new wrinkles. But how did, how did you feel about that? No, man, it really is about how they're changing you, though. You know, okay. if they're, if they're you know, trying to evolve you, then it's, then it's better. You know, okay, let's, me being the wrestler that I am, when I wrestle, I'm a right foot forward kind of guy. I kind of lean forward because of my wrestling stance, but I power off my back leg, okay? So that that's a fundamental thing that I do as a wrestler. Now, if I go into a fighting gym and they want me to now start fighting, you know, left leg forward, lean back a little bit, that's something that goes against my DNA. Now, I don't have a problem with, you know, thinking about putting my left leg forward and thinking about evolving into this fighter that they want me to be, but let's remember where I've come from so you can get me to the place that you want me to be, but also where I'm comfortable. You can't forget what makes me comfortable. You can't forget that I am who I am. So these things that I have been doing for years, unconsciously doing, in my sleep doing, you can't expect me in a fight camp, which is six, seven, eight weeks, to evolve into throwing out all those habits and then becoming what you think that I should be because of where you're from, especially if you don't have a wrestling background. It's best when you have the same kind of background or you know some kind of form of wrestling and you say, okay, well, this is what works for wrestlers and this is what worked for Muay Thai guys. If I can get you to blend it by doing some of these things slowly but surely, then that works. But when, as she was saying, when they come into the, you know, trying to throw out some things and add some new things without ever really considering who she is as a person or who she is as a fighter, saying, okay, this will work for you. This is all you need to do during that fight because every, you can plan on it. You can hit mitts. You can do all these things leading up into the camp. But when that cage closes and it becomes live, you go off the instincts, you go off the reaction. And a lot of times, yeah, you go off of some of the things that you remember in camp. But for the most part, it's all about what you have, have known, not about what you have gained. Okay. Do you think that she's kind of blaming the camp a little bit for her loss? It sounded like that a little bit. Like a little saying. bit, but not really. If if she really felt that she shouldn't have been changed as much, and they changed her, and she respected the camp enough to say, "Okay, I'll change for you. I'll change, you know, to 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 your liking." It is a little bit her fault because she changed too much, but it also is if you put your trust and your respect in a camp, and they do things to change you. Come fight night, if I lose. Yeah, I'm blaming myself. You always do that as a fighter, as a, but I'm also looking at my camp like, yo, why, why, why didn't you have a better game plan for me? You know what I mean? All right. So listen, I want to thank. I, I need. I need Decipher in my life. Decipher is a lifestyle firm that specializes in individualized consulting. All right, call them. Uh, they help with a network of specialists that work together to offer mental coaching, personal advising career micromanagement, as well as contract negotiations. They help everyone from CEOs to actors, MMA fighters to boxers, comedians, salespeople, house moms, and yes, even porn stars. So call them at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. 
Also, tip a fighter. Okay, fighters are underpaid, like we've been talking about. And Bubba Jenkins has come up with a way where we could actually help fighters. Tipafighter.com. Tipafighter.com. I know there's a bunch of girl. Uh, Kevin Lee this week is fighting. Uh, he's with Tip a Fighter, as well as Pitbull is fighting. Tip a Fighter, as well as the next Invicta card has a bunch of those girls on Tip a Fighter. Like that girl we were talking about, Shannon Sin. She's a Tip a yeah, Fighter. Yeah, that's uh, not till May 7th. But right. yeah, there's a lot of girls on that card that are. With Tip, with tip Fighter. Just go to tipafighter.com and check out our roster and see who's who's coming up. And then, you know, you look for their fight night, see how they perform, and, and you know, shoot them some love. Now, uh, I want to uh, talk about some of the fights that are coming up this weekend. John Jones versus OSP. I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm shooting a pilot in Vegas this weekend, and I am thinking about dropping money on OSP. Yo, all uh, this are you going to fly the plane crime. after you shoot this pilot? <laughs> uh, no. The, you're not allowed to talk anymore. Did. Okay, I take, I, I take back the apology. I, know, I, think, I think you're right. I think that, I, look, I think John Jones is going to win this fight, but if you are ever going to play some money against John Jones, I think this is the fight to do it. Yeah. If only because of the, the factors, the layoff, the distractions, uh, the change in opponent, the fact that OSP does hit like a truck. And the, the, the other thing, too, is let's think about this with John Jones. He loves to fight fighters the way they fight. He fought Glover to share in a phone booth. He took Chael Sonnen down and beat him up. Uh, he he, you know, wrestled Cormier. Wrestled kinda. Cormier. He loves to do that, and so if he stays with that same sort of pattern with all these other pieces, again, I think Jones is should be a minus five hundred, minus six hundred favorite. But this is a great time to put money against him if you feel like doing that. I was thinking about it just because OSP <laughs> does have that puncher's chance, and he is very unorthodox, and he does throw punches from weird angles, and he's athletic. He's really athletic. People forget the fact that athleticism goes a long way in the sport of fighting. He's a hard guy to train for, too. And he's Gustafson's size, which is which we've seen. The guys those size are John Jones' Achilles heel. And he's an Omega, and we saw how badass Shaq was. So yeah. just add that in, too. Yeah. So I, I am, I don't know. I think he's a Q. He's a Q? Oh, I, always, I always thought he dropped. Yeah, that's, ap- a Q, that's a Q sign. Were you an attorney? That was for, uh, isn't it Sigma? No, he's a Q. He does the, the signs where he palms his hands out to the back, and he puts his tongue out, and sometimes he barks like a dog. Oh, shit. Yeah, but wasn't that a fraternity? That is a fraternity. That is. Yeah, a Q. A Q dog. For a while, I thought it was because of the school he went to, because Titus O'Neil in the WWE does that too, but... No, that's a fraternity. I was wrong. <laughs> yes. All right, so oh, that being said, uh, I do think John Jones has got this all day, but I'm I'm thinking about putting a parlay on Cejudo and OSP. Uh, that's a big payout, probably. It's a big payout, and I feel like... I know Cejudo's a live underdog, and I think Cejudo... He's, he hasn't lost yet. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Even though Bubba says it was an easy, it was like winning a JV tournament yeah, that year. Stop talking about that shit. <laughs> um, it's not, it was, I mean, it was, a, it was an Olympic championship, you know, and he won it. And he was the best in the world at that moment. And he was the best guy for that night. And it wasn't like winning a JV, <laughs> but it, I mean. But you did say. It was, it was an easier turn, time to win it. If you was going to win it as a champion. It was probably the best time to do it. That's all I said. Okay, so you weren't saying it was like winning a woman's JV. No, I never said middle that. school tournament. All right, <laughs> I'm just okay. That. But I do got Suhudo on being good money. I don't, I don't got him in the win, but being good money is is a that's a good bet. And obviously, like you said, OSP. Um, so I just call, wanna, gentlemen. I just want to point out that I just checked it out. OSP is an Omega. I just want everyone to understand my knowledge of the Black Fraternity system <laughs> yes. is sound. Yes. Oh. All right. So. Uh, so okay, so I think Zuhudo is going to pull off this upset. I don't know if that's a nickname. For anyway, it. Now, even with not being underdog, I think Zuhudo's got this. So I think do I. I think his wrestling is. I, like it. I think he's going to grind him out, 
and I, I, I just, gotta go for the wrestler. So yes, and, and you call. think now, I, I hope for Cejudo, man. Now I you really almost do. fought TJ, right? DJ, <laughs> DJ, right? DJ. I didn't almost fight him. What I've, happened? I've got my my issues with him because he gives shitty advice. And uh, what kind of you took some hit, advice from him? And he kind of flirts with fucking men in a weird way in front of his wife. Wait, so what happened? Hold on, who does this? All right, him D- and Demetrius. What happened? He told me I was cute on two separate occasions with his pregnant wife standing. I'm next jealous to him. of you, man. I've wanted to hear that from him. But why did so you want to fight him? What kind of advice did he give you? I I asked him. Uh, what did he tell you of, that tattoo? What? <laughs> I asked him at 184 what advice he would have for an up and coming flyweight. And he told me to go to college. Good advice. We're going to go. Th- we did this on a podcast yeah, before. And yeah, you said, go like, away. if somebody asked you comedic advice, you wouldn't tell him, you know, go to fucking college. No, it was a dick, it was a dick move. It was not enough. But it's not bad advice. Oh, no, you weren't here for that. It was me, him, and Jason. No, Andy. that is here. bad advice. Yeah, that was He me. didn't say go wrestle in college. He said go no, he spend said, four go years. To college. Go spend four years not doing anything but reading and, and understanding education. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with the flyweight. Maybe he thought that you were the up-and-coming flyweight asking questions. <laughs> And he was sitting there going like, I yeah, was you're not the up and coming flyweight asking questions. You couldn't make flyweight. Are you kidding? You can make 125. Yes. What do you weigh right I now? Have before. Maybe 140 pounds, 145 153. pounds. 153. With the belt or no? Without the belt. All right. When yeah. I was when I was training heavily in the gym every day, yeah, I was walking around how, about 145. How old were you when you're making 125? What? How old were you when you're making 125? In the last several years. Really? I didn't grow. I didn't get past one walking around at one ten till I was almost twenty six. Crazy thing years old. is, you know, maybe just wrestle- the, the, the the affliction shirts make make you look bigger than I I'm, thought. I'm, you ta- I'm, I'm tall for one twenty five. I wrestled one forty five when I was a junior in high school, which is like seventeen, sixteen years old. I still fight at one forty five. I'm twenty eight years old. Damn. All right. So uh, <laughs> but back, to, back to the original. I want to see Cejudo win. I think he can do it. I think he can grind him out. And for anybody that's seen the countdown go, Henry. the other day. He's got an incredible story, man. Incredible story, and you know what? I, I got I got respect for Demetrius, but I don't. I want him to lose. I'm tired of this holding up the division shit. Okay, uh, pseudo story is good. He started off as a young teen on Tatooine, just working on his father's uh, paper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Now Anthony Pettis versus Barboza. That's a one sided uh, fight. Pettis has lost his last two fights. One way traffic. He lost to Dos Anjos and he lost to Eddie Alvarez. No shame in that. And Eddie Alvarez was a controversial win. Barboza's coming off a loss to Ferguson where a controversial loss. Uh, I, I thought uh, Eddie, Eddie's fight was a controversial loss. Eddie's win over Pettis? Some people thought Pettis won that fight. He grinded him the whole time. But some people still thought Pettis won that fight. Because they were Pettis fans. <laughs> um, you know, when you're not objective, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of even voting for someone to fight or win. On, Be got, objective, gentlemen. You guys both said this is a one-way street. Which way are you saying this is going? One-way street, Pettis, Pettis is going to win. Okay, that's what I thought. I was, yeah, even though Barboza was getting the best Tony Ferguson uh, before he got caught in the dark. Tony fights nothing like yeah. Pettis, though. And the fact, I, I'm doing Barboza's it on the fact chin. that he's coming off a two-fight law, loss and he wants to get back to being, you know, Wheaties box Pettis. So. Yeah. And Barboza's chin isn't... Uh, Quite all there. I like Pettis too, but he he's not been the Pettis of old. Granted, he hasn't fought. The, he's fought a higher caliber of guys, but there was a time when Pettis. And Barbosa just, always stumbles when he gets up into that top ten range. So he's yeah. not, there's no, there's no one in that range where he's put them down. All right, so we got uh, Whitaker versus Natal. People sleep on Robert Whitaker, man. It's time to stop sleeping on that. Uh, I'm not sleeping. He's going to knock Natal out. Hell yeah! He is. If Kennedy knocked Natal out, you got you damn well better believe that. 
Whitaker's gonna land that shot and knock him Robert out. Robert Whitaker hit, hits like a continent of 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 descendants of convicts. Like the entire continent's <laughs> crimes was, are behind his he fists. He was Brad Tavares' first uh, knockout. Like Tavares Ooh. hadn't been knocked out. He'd been. And he also just beat Uriah Hall, which I don't think a lot of people did not see that that one coming. I didn't see that happening at all. Uh, I thought it being a three round war, but Uriah maybe getting the best of him. But Whitaker hits like. Picking up one of these chairs and just throwing it to somebody. It's nasty. So we are looking at uh, at, at Whitaker winning this fight. All right. Now, uh, what are Yair, the odds on that fight? Yair Rodriguez versus Andre Feely. Um, I like Touchy Feely. I don't know why. I just like him as a person. I party with him. Good guy. Gets tons of puss. Andre Feely. What weight is that at? Uh, 45, 35. I believe... Uh, CB? I think it's 45. 35 or 45. So I think it's 45. 45. Yeah, I'll go yeah. with Feely. Feely? Yeah. Uh, Rich? Man, I don't know. I I kind of like Feely in this one. But I, like, Rodriguez is just... It's just uh, I mean, it's the experience of Feely against this like, exciting stuff from Rodriguez. You know, I'm going to go out and take Rodriguez in this one. Really? Yeah. He does the really unconventional stuff. Yo, you know what we should be doing? We should be writing down the picks that we make and then starting... a. Uh, who, who like you know what I mean? When come back on the next podcast, we'd be like, okay, this weekend you went five and two, and now you're in second and third place. You know, they do that on that. MMA Junkie. Well, we don't care about them. We want to do our own yeah, MMA roast. Yeah, you I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end up doing horribly though, because I I fucking butcher predictions. You, you I don't pick know why. with your heart. Mm-hmm. I 100. percent oh, It's okay. Let's so see. Now, I'm objective, baby. Carla Esparza versus Lima. This is Carla's first fight back since getting fucked up. By uh, Joanna, I like Carla. She's been to my birthday party. Cool, funny little girl. I'm picking Carla based on the fact that I think she's her wrestling. I think she's hungry. Time off was good for her. That was her first real loss was to uh, to Lima. I think she might have lost uh, before that a long time ago. But I think Carla's going to come back and win this fight. CB. Oh, I think Carla definitely wins. I just looked at Lima's record, and uh, she is one and two. Or no, two and one in the UFC, lost a decision to Joanna. But the only ones she's beaten were uh, Erica Almeida and Nina Ansaroff. I think Carla wrestles her down and takes care of her. I think it's going to be an easy night for Carla's return. Baba. Going with Carla Sparza, just because I know more about her than the other girl. Mm. And um, she's actually a MMA's friend, so. <laughs> Plus, I need Carla to do well and come out unscathed so she shows up to Invicta. Uh, right. Uh, Rich? Yeah, I think everyone's on the right path of this one. Carla will probably take this. Uh, now. Kevin Lee versus Efren Asquadero. The Ugh. first fight on the Fight Pass prelims. Kevin Lee, start going with my brother. Yeah. Kevin Lee, yeah. my tip of fighter friend. Yeah. So make sure y'all show some love when he do some cartwheels and stuff. Yeah. By the way, that was a Fat Albert as a special guest. Thing. I don't know what, the, what that was. I don't know what. But uh, I, I think this could be a good fight. I think Efren's a hard guy to put away. I do think Kevin, I think that loss is probably what the best thing What you got on Kevin him. Lee, son? What you, what you don't like Kevin Lee, huh? Yeah, I actually really don't. I've talked a lot, a lot of shit about him so far. <laughs> Why? Uh, you know, I just didn't like the way he got all butthurt about Sage Northcutt. Like, I thought it was, it, he got so, he was the first most outspoken, really like, oh, fuck this guy because his life didn't suck, so I really hate him so much. <laughs> I, just, I, thought it was, I thought it was such like, it was baby bullshit that like, why are you worried about this Stop kid that so much? baby bag bullshit. Well, because was, Kevin Lee was eight and one at the time. It was fighting for like five and five or something, or 10 and 10. Yeah, sorry, you, weren't on, you, weren't, on, you weren't on the reality show or whatever. Like it's it, What reality I, show was the, 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 Sage got picked up by looking for a fight. Looking for a fight or whatever, like he was. Sage got picked up in a thing. Well, that's it's why the same, he it's gets the same thing the, where people but, are pissed off that Connor's got all this attention. It's like, look, 
attention comes when attention comes. And I just, like, Kevin Lee was like, he just wouldn't shut up about it. Was like, a bunch of guys tweeted, hey. Well, you know, I think he really wanted that fight. I think that's what, why he wouldn't shut up about it, because he wanted that fight. Yeah, I, well, think then, if, then, I think if you got to talk the game, if you if you want the fight you want, you got to talk about it. And I think that's mostly what he was doing. But yes, he definitely didn't feel uh, Mr. Van Zant. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, well, he talked all that shit and then got and then got worked the way he did in his last fight. Yeah, I was like, true. yeah, but it's a completely true. different fighter from Sage to fucking. That's very true. The guy that knocked him out. It's like. It's a much different. Barbarina submitted. I think Kevin's biggest problem. I think he'll be Efren Escudero, but I don't want him to. I think. So. Ke- <laughs> I, I think Kevin's biggest problem is the is the the weight cut and the IV. Uh, the two fights that he's ever been hurt at he's were the ones where he had to. He couldn't get the IV. He got hurt in the in the Ayakinta fight with no IV, and he got caught by that jujitsu guy with no IV. He's and, a big boy. And that's that's a problem. I, I don't I don't I don't like this no IV thing. I think it hurts guys like Kevin Lee who are stuck in this weird situation where they're not big enough for 170, but they're too big for 155. And hopefully he gets his weight because I think that's the problem there uh, is his weight. Uh, as far as talent goes, you can't knock Kevin Lee's talent. The kid's got everything. Uh, he just needs to put it together. Sure. You're absolutely correct. Uh, but you know what? I understand. But <laughs> I, I understand that. as a comic. I understand. I understand. Condescending. His, I understand <laughs> his frustration as a comic, Rich, though. Sure. You, you're telling me that you don't yeah. understand it. You're working in the fucking comedy store every day as, as a I totally. Guy. I, see, I, see, okay? I see guys, I see guys who, can't, who I know can't follow me going up. I get it. I get it all the time. But you know what? I don't worry about them because that, they don't have anything to do with me. They're not taking my spot. But in my this spot thing, comes when I grab it. And this thing, though, one, he is taking his spot. Two, he does have something to do with him because if he can get the fight for him or get a fight with him, then but how, how, that how, train how's, changes. How's Sage taking his spot? How's he, ta- how's he taking anything from Kevin? He was given preferential North treatment. Why doesn't Kevin get 30 and 30? 40, 40. 40 and actually. 40 on his second fight. Who's, or Kevin's the type got, of man. He, he, he's, he's, he's beat better guys. Well, are the eyeballs coming in for him? What, because what, he's not white and good looking and ripped? <laughs> with that real, great hair well, and that well, first really cut and the karate fingers. kick well, first of all he, he, he should have been whiter that's obviously his fault like why is anyone thinking about look if you have a problem with that talk go after Dana go after the UFC don't go after the kid the kid's just doing his but job but the kid is, is the way to Dana he goes out hey, what do you think he's yeah, gonna call, he's no, gonna no, call no, no, they're preferential call, call the kid say I'll kick his ass but he was just so it was like here's what it is he overdid it for you he overdid it for me it's the same thing with okay I'm gonna break this down he's from Detroit Cool. Go back. Have fun. <laughs> Buy fifteen houses for seven dollars. Like it's fine. You can, you can do that by the way. Go so on. Here, here, here's my thing. It's the same thing with my with why I soured on Rashad and why I saw this this crash coming. Same reason why I soured on DC. You can see in their eyes with Rashad and DC how emotionally invested they were in like I have to get this thing. And I saw Kevin going down that path where it's like, why are you focused on him? Focus on fighting the guy in front of you. Same thing, and so that's the shit with Rasad. You saw him the lead up to the John Jones fight. He was so emotional. His eye, like you'd see it in his eyes. It was like this fight meant his entire life. Is yeah. that too much? Is that kind of the way you look right now? Is that what you were looking for? <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm I see. Tr- I'm trying to be an example here, but you shouldn't do. <laughs> I yeah, but sometimes it, it works. Yeah, like Connor will get in his opponent's head, and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm not playing my game." This fucking guy, very I hate him. Line. I hate him. I hate him. It's a very and thin then, line. It's so thin, it's man. A thin line. It's dude. scary to walk on. It's tough. Ice is. So I got thin. Kevin Lee in this fight, though. I, I have him in this fight too. I also think he's going to win this fight. <laughs> I like Kevin's been on our show. That's objectivity, right? Think about there. Kevin, though. He's a lot different on Twitter than he is in real life. He, he he is a little bit more brash on Twitter. You hang out with him; he's a very mellow, cool. He absolutely might be. I'm just judging guy. him off of his Twitter appearances. But you I, know what? At least he's getting a fight. <laughs> 
he's on Twitter like that, and he's getting fights. Efren's a good name to fight. He's the first fight on the fight cast prelim. No, of course, but he's still on a pay per view. They're not relegating him to somewhere. That's, that's Northcutt's you know, fault. The shitty. reason why he's in that position. Like you've got guys that throw up this crazy Twitter persona. And they can't even get a fight. One of which that I'm thinking of right now is a Bellator champion. Who? Will Brooks. Yeah. Going crazy on Twitter. Can't get a fight. This guy, well, I don't like him because his Twitter personality or whatever it is. He's got a fight. And Escudero's a good name. You beat Escudero, you're moving up the ladder. It's to, not like to he the has to fight. second fight in the fight pass It doesn't matter. Well, dude. in that it fight, it's Clint Look, Hester Eddie, and I'm going Eddie Clint Alvarez, Hester. Eddie Alvarez and RDA is a main event of a fight pass only card. Yeah, so no, fight I'm, pass no, no, is coming I like, up. I like Kevin Lee, and I wish him nothing but the best. I wish he would have won his last fight. I think that he lost a little bit of credibility when you talk all that shit. And that's the thing. If you talk all that shit, you have to back it up. Because yep. Kevin Lee loses one more fight, he's probably not in the UFC anymore. It, I mean, not if he wins and loses. Like, he loses this fight to Efren, he's probably going to get cut. Uh, and Two in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Tough At that call. weight class, it's, 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 it's so... It's so Cutting so hard thick. in that weight class to stay around. It's thick. And and two in a row and two in a row to and Efren's not what is what is Efren ranked? Like twenty something. Thirty well, something. Let's talk about this way, like in terms of a marketing thing. And I'm again it's not taking away from Kevin Lee's talent as a fighter. But Kevin's Kevin's tenure in the UFC up to that point was four decisions in a row. And I think the submission came like right around the same time as uh as Sage Northcutt. Sage Northcutt got this A the bump from being like Dana White's looking for a fighter pick. Look at all the cool flips he can do. And then came out and blasted through the paper towel they put in front of him. Yeah, like so he. Like, but he don't like the paper. Kevin Lee don't like the fact that he got paper towels. That's fair. When, when Kevin Lee obviously got plastic plates. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good analogy. So too. we have a Bellator card, right? You also, uh, a friend of the show is Who's fighting. That? James Vick. Oh, James Vick is fighting. I love James Vick. He's a he's a very underrated fighter. Uh, great guy. He wants to sign up a tip of fighter, by the way. Oh yeah, up. let's get him, baby. He really does. Uh, he says he plans on putting I'm, on a show. I'm, I'm serious. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Vicks, Vicks, <laughs> he really didn't know. I'm gonna cool. hurt good. He's fighting a guy with no Wikipedia page. So Yeah. He's fighting like... Oh, you don't got Wikipedia, uh, son. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. And I know that, uh, you know, What's Name gets a lot of shit. Uh, who's that guy? The manager. Um, the manager Malky? of... Malky? No, no, no. Uh, For who? Just how we all said Ali that. Ali Abdulaziz gets a lot of shit from people. Because he's... I'll, but you know what? James Vick told me his sister needed $6,000 in surgery, okay? for, for She had some kind of needed some kind of pre-cancer treatment. He asked me to talk about it on the podcast. I did. I put out a tweet about it. A bunch of people were giving $10, 20 bucks. It got up to like 3200 Whatever it was, Ali picked up the whole bill. $6,000, bang. Didn't even know James Vick. Okay. I mean, it's a nice thing to do. But Very nice thing to do. It doesn't negate the fact that all the other shady things he's done. I, and, I, and I don't know about that stuff. I, I've read about it. I hey, can't MMA is a sharky shark world. When, you better bite someone, eat someone, or get eaten or bitten. Oh, that was look, dope. I, I, I just, <laughs> that was dope. You know, Ray, I got to quote that one. Ray has come out with WSOF, and fighters have come out with WSOF and saying that some of the things he was doing were not okay in terms of a fight business you can't be a matchmaker and a manager at the oh same man time really organization oh okay i was just wondering anyways <laughs> all right so uh now uh we're talking about um the bellator card Speaking uh, of bellator. cb tell us about that <laughs> i got a big old smile on my face because my buddy benson henderson gonna come get that belt this weekend from andre koreshkov at 170 and then he's coming down to 155 to be a dual weight champion. Now, Ben Henderson, if he does this, will become the first guy ever to win the WEC 
UFC, and Bellator belt. And guess who's talking about this? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody is gives a fuck about this, and that that's that's a shame because that's a very very hard accomplishment, and uh, it's a great accomplishment, and people should be talking about it. Yeah, so who's this guy he's fighting? Andre Kreshkov is the current champion at welterweight. Tough guy. He beat yeah he beat Doug Lima for the belt. Didn't you beat him up in practice? Um, allegedly. What happened? Well, he, he was dirty in practice. Yeah, he was dirty. I took him down left and right. Um, this is before I even knew how to fight. I only I only really know how to wrestle, take you down, and then try to punch on you. Uh, basically how I like, yeah, right, basically right. how I do it now, you right. know? But I was taking him down at will, and then I was taking him down, and I lifted him, suplexed He got back to his feet. I jumped in, put some legs in, went to choke him out. He tucked his chin, and while I was, uh, you know, my hands were around his neck, he just dropped double elbows, 12 to 6 on me, um, both sides. And double elbows on you? Double elbows, <laughs> 12 to 6. Like he, was, like he was choo-choo training a party or yeah, something. And I just held on. But, I mean, I eventually let go because I had a fight in two weeks and I couldn't oh, walk man. for four days. These Russians. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he only has one loss. But he's tough, Askren, man. And that was Askren by TKO. Yeah, um, I mean, because take, takedowns are, I mean, are his downfall. But he, he's probably gotten better. I, I talked to Antonio. Um, who He came over and trained with AJ the other day, um, you know, getting AJ ready for his fight. And he looked, apparently he looked really good. He was really strong. He kept coming. So, I mean, it ain't going to be, obviously he's a champion in Bellator, so it ain't going to be like he's, you know, walked through. But Benson Henderson might have his hands full. It's going to be a tough fight. It's okay. Not, it's not All as, right. I because like you Henderson. don't know him, because you don't know him, it might be hard to say. Oh, why? Why wouldn't Benton run through him? But he's tough. Of course, of course. And we're and not going to be seeing Ben much longer. In yeah, MMA. Ben is going to the military at 33 years old. I don't understand this. Cho- I mean, well, she's look, 33 this year. Yeah, I mean, look, it's great that you did that. Uh, you're doing that. Thank you, Ben, for your service. Um, a little strange uh, to why? be because I feel like if you're. Uh, such a accomplished athlete to join the military at 33 is is not strange, just different. Yeah, I mean, he's a different. Uh, Whose military is he joining? Is he doing Korean? No, the U.S. military. Uh, I was gonna say if he's going to Korean, then I think I can uh, be okay with trading him to get Korean zombie uh, back. <laughs> no, the U.S. military. He's he's doing. Yeah, I mean, what else does he have to achieve once he becomes a Bellator champ? Uh, we know he's crazy money. With Bellator. Nothing. He's got nothing else to achieve. At that point in my life, if I've achieved everything, then I'm starting to do shit that I just want to do. Well, now well, it's service. a little young compared to a lot of the guys that are hanging. I'm just on. saying, if Trump becomes president, we're going to be in 50 wars. Uh, so I, I don't know if right now is the time you want. Man, to Man, I probably you. shouldn't have went to that rally then. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if right now you want to be in the military. Uh, Ben, am I right? No, thank you. But at the same time, we need a great military. And if, if every soldier was like Ben Henderson, uh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I feel comfortable about Benson being in the military, in, in our military with, you know, some badass guns. Cause if Does he, he have out a family, bullet, though? Does he have kids? Does he, he, have a- he, he has, well, he's married. I don't know if he had a kid yet. He I know he's married. Engaged yeah, he got engaged in the cage. A year just, or two ago in the octagon after winning. I just wonder about joining that late in your life, just like... You know, there's a reason why most people start in the military at 18, 19 years old, because your brain can still be formulated into what they and want. And also you have very other... No, go ahead. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, they, they can put, they can mold you. Mm-hmm. You know, at 30-something, like, you're kind of the dude you are. And if the dude you are is that guy who's like, I'm not doing that. Like, how's that going to work Remember out? Riddick Bowe joined the military, lasted one day? But oh. I don't know if you guys remember this. Riddick Bowe was the heavyweight champion, threw his belt in the... 
in the, in, in the garbage. He didn't want to fight Lennox Lewis or something. And then uh, joined the military, lasted one day. I think Ben's going to do fine whatever he does. And thank you, Ben, if that's, if that's what you want to do. Ooh, Michael Page is on this card this week. It's weekend. crazy. All right, so Ben, oh yeah, that's the thing about Bellator. Listen, Bellator, if you're listening, you're not doing the, the job you need to do as far as promoting your stars. Number one, Bubba Jenkins right here. Okay, you have a NCAA champion, a great role model, a fight who's on a six-fight winning streak. Six? I lost to Georgie four fights ago. Four-fight winning streak, won four out of five, 11-2 uh, record. Okay, he should be on every poster regardless. Okay, you have a guy, Darian Caldwell, who I believe is the best 135-pounder on the planet. I, I do. I think he beats Dominic Cruz, and I think he beats Uriah Faber. Uh, I'm, and I think he beat. What you don't think so? I'm not disagreeing. I'm just laughing as we have this conversation every week. Good. Maybe one week, Coker will listen and be like, "Hey, I fucked up." Okay, TJ Dilla. All right, so uh, <laughs> you have Michael Venom Page. Okay, you're already uh, unbelievable. Two fights already. Well, we're gonna talk about that in a second. Michael uh, Venom Page might be the most exciting fighter in all of MMA right now, as far as striking. He does things I've never seen before. Uh, they 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 all work. He defies logic in his fighting and has so far is perfect. Why do people not know who Michael Venom Page is? It's so dumb. He hasn't you have Kingmo. You don't have to really answer this question. Okay, okay. But, but okay, so I, I'm saying you have all these great guys fighting in your organization and you're announcing James Thompson versus Kimbo Slice. Okay? <laughs> the, the, it just fucking baffles me. It baffles me. What are you doing? Will Brooks, another guy who I think would do very well in the UFC. I think he could probably be beat. Uh, what do you think he'd be ranked in the UFC, Will Brooks? I mean... Seventh, eighth. Seventh, eighth. I mean, he beat uh, Michael Chandler twice, who beat Eddie Alvarez, who uh, who beat Anthony Pettis, okay, who was the former champion. Yo, you Will's can- hard to, to, to deal with because he's a really good wrestler. He's really athletic. He actually hits pretty hard. He'll kick you. I mean, he's got big legs and... He he'd be a problem in the UFC. I mean, he but he's Bellator's champion. So. But nobody knows these guys, and I'll tell you why no one knows these guys. First of all, you can't have the fights on a three hours delay. Everyone knows the yeah, results. That, that, I have to go somewhere else to go watch the fucking fights. They're not. Everyone knows the results because of Twitter and social media. So they're annoying. not going to watch it after cops. They're not. No one's going to go. <laughs> no one's going to not. Right. You go on Instagram. You go on Twitter. You go on Facebook. You know the results. Okay. And that's just not even MMA websites. Okay, that's number one. You have to avoid everything. Number two, what type of women's division do you have? You have two girls at 125, and you have two girls at 145 fighting for a belt on your internet prelims. Uh, what the fuck is going on here? Okay, if you're going to have these fucking ridiculous fights to Ken Shamrock, Kimbo, I get it. Stack the card with good fighters. Don't stack it with... Uh, well, you know, do do five thousand, do do five thousand, whatever, do do two thousand. You have a great product, Bellator. You have great fighters. You have guys that are leaving. You have Matt Mitrione coming over there. You have guys that are legitimately the best fighters in the world. But nobody knows who Darian Caldwell is. I don't even know if his parents know. It's no one fucking knows him. That's my Bellator rant. Anything you want to say, Bubba? <coughs> it was it was good. Oh, I want to say happy four twenty, ladies and gentlemen. But about the rant. <laughs> oh, um, it was amazing. I, I, I think you're right. I mean, those are things that I cannot say, but I will agree with. And yeah, you're right. No one knows Michael Venom Page. No one knows him enough. People know him. No one knows him enough. Here's here's where no one knows him is he's not even like to go to Sherdog's top like Sherdog's top ten rankings. He's not even in the other contenders list on Sherdog's top ten rankings. He hasn't had right. the competition. Yeah. So where do you so where do you think he stacks up though? Like when you see him when you, you guys can't see him. Yet. 
He's against him because you can't measure him because of who he's been against. You can't. There's he hasn't he hasn't fought anybody. He was supposed I mean, to fight even Brendan Ward. No one talks about Brendan Ward. He's a knockout machine, and he's got great wrestling. Yeah. And he's I fighting mean, on Friday. Who's he fighting? He's fighting the male cyborg. He's gonna fucking murder the male cyborg. Cyborg. The male one. Right. The, the ex-husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cyborg's gonna get killed. Brendan's gonna fuck his day up. Weekend. Why are they even making that fight? Because they bring it in Cyborg. is like, this is Cyborg's first fight in the organization. The female Cyborg has a better shot at this point. Than <laughs> well, cyborg. yeah, of course. Yo, I'd watch that fight, dude. And in terms yeah, of your I, rant... Cyborg versus Cyborg? I think the problem, and it's not with your rant, I think the problem with Bellator is, you tell me the best ratings they've got in the last six months, is that Hoist, Ken, Dudu, yeah, Kimbo. Yeah, but then stack That's it with... The, stack no, I know. With- I agree with you, but I think they base it off of their ratings, and they go, well, this did so amazing. Let's do another freak show fight. We're going to get crazy ratings. When you got a guy like Mitrion that's coming in that they should have made for the Kimbo fight, Congo should have been made for the Kimbo fight, get Minikov out of fucking Russia and get his no, title I don't, off I don't, of him. I, I, like this, I, I like Thompson, Kimbo, but put Bubba on the undercard. Put Caldwell on the undercard. Well, they got Daly and Koscheck on it. Yeah. That's That's... that's Cost checks funeral, but yes, they need that. And what they also need to do is they need to get a better idea than internet stream paper like uh, prelims. And they should stack their prelims a little bit so you see the up and comers and people start watching it. People watch Bellator, you see the four or five fights, and you're done. Yeah. Most people only want to tune in. And what are you not, watching? And Bellator tonight? kickboxing Kimbo. is a shitty idea. Okay, I understand. If you're going to do that, have a separate Bellator kickboxing. Don't fucking confuse me where I think I'm watching. I'm waiting for a guy to go to a takedown, and I realize I'm watching a kickboxing fight. You want to hear the funniest part about that that I I don't know if you know this or not? What? So they aired Bellator from Italy uh, Saturday night. So they aired that. But the Bellator kickboxing side isn't airing till the end of this week. So it already happened. Everybody knows what happened. And they're not airing it on TV until later this week when it took place the same night as AJ's fight and, and the other fights that went on so in Italy. Stupid. It was, it's, it's ridiculous. Who waits a week to watch this shit? Even <laughs> fucking Ryzen was on iPay-Per-View and... and People fucking tuned in or whatever, but a I don't week? understand. I, 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 Scott Coker, obviously, he look, he knows what he's doing in some regards, but does he? I just think that, uh, I just think that they need a guy, they need a kid like you, CB, or, or they need someone that, like, okay, how do we make the hardcore fans happy? How do we make the casual fans happy and combine them? Because and, and, it seems like they go in on it, they either go one or the other. And get more eyes on Darion Caldwell, Bubba Jenkins, fucking any that of those Darian guys. Caldwell that Darion Caldwell throw that he hit on Joe Warren should be Suplex on every City. commercial. That should be on every commercial. That should be like the next, you should be able to see that on every, what the fuck, that should, every commercial should have that throw. Every commercial should have the Michael Venom Page fucking flying ninja knockouts he does, okay? Yeah. Th- that's what you people need, get excited about. You have that with the young talent. You don't need... You know, to show uh, even even Dada flopping in the fucking thing, <laughs> that should be on the commercials. Like, doo-doo. like I'll fucking watch that. I'll watch doo-doo that forever. Doo doo. Doo doo. I don't 2000's know, man. What the fuck do back. I know? I'm just the guy with a fucking podcast. I like that you took away numbers from him, huh? He downgraded from five thousand to two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Well, fucking negative nine thousand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck do I need to do? Anyway, well, what, what, what do you got well, coming up? There's still. Well, I don't care. All right, so uh, we got, we got to get the fuck out of here. Listen, uh, Rich, what do you got coming up? Uh, you can see me this upcoming Tuesday, uh, April 26th, headlining Harvell's in Long Beach. Come on out. Yes. And CB, what do you got coming up? 
Nothing, man. Hopefully GMZ. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome. We will have a Stump the CB on Twitter, okay? Hashtag oh, really? Stump the CB. No, we can't do it on Twitter because everybody's going to think I'm just Googling everything. It's better if we Periscope no, that shit. No, bother him all day, okay? I'm B- just going to stop C- answering. Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I have 100% response rate on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually answering every tweet that's been sent to me. Okay. My girl hates it. Really? <laughs> you don't have to answer every single one. I'm like, yes, I do. That's how you build a fan base. Uh, you, might, you might see CB on TMZ tonight uh, as Conor McGregor's biggest fan. You'll also see me drop my pants in West Hollywood, <laughs> which for anybody that doesn't know is a very tough neighborhood for a guy to be dropping his pants. I think you're okay. <laughs> uh, n- n- uh, Bubba, what do you got? More of your rants are going to run through my head and just frustrate me more. Nah, man, I'm waiting for my fight. I'm probably going to go to the doctor, get my neck pulled on a little bit, uh, and continue training for whatever they're preparing for me. All right, all right. I heard um, they actually had, uh, what's the guy, blonde hair, black guy, 155. No, Lord. Yeah, I heard he's going down to 45. That'd be a good fight for you. can't make 45. It'd be a good name for you. I mean, yes, it would be a great a name, name for, for me. Absolutely. He couldn't make 145. I think he would die before he got to the weight. Uh, yeah, scale. that's that's bad news written all over. I don't know, man. He's he barely having... makes 155. But he has to cut off like your hand or something. I mean, he it. gets back on the, the blow. He's making 125. Um, now, he'll, Caldwell, here he he'll comes. call you and talk shit yeah, now yeah. again. Yeah. I and mean, if they fight in Texas, the commission doesn't give a shit down there about suspensions. <laughs> yeah, so 90 days for yeah. fucking Andrew And by the way, Melvin Glar, I'm a fan. I'm kidding. Now, guys, living with funny. This week, I'm all over the episode, okay? It's on Oxygen, the week coming up, okay? Living with Funny, it airs 11 times on Oxygen, okay? I'm all over it. Uh, I think you'll like it. It's really, really funny. What time? Uh, 10.30 on the West Coast. Uh, 10.30? 10.30 at night. I thought it was not. I thought I got it at 9 o'clock. They keep changing the times, Uh, but just look on your time zone, all right? Uh, And then also... Uh, I, I'm coming up. I have a show every Tuesday night at the Dime Bar. Uh, Rich will be on that show. CB came last night. It's awesome. You guys really need to come out, and it's free. How can you? How can you complain against free? Uh, and then also, uh, I got a show uh, fight weekend. Okay, whether McGregor's there or not, I'll be there at the uh, Stratosphere Hotel uh, doing comedy at the LA Comedy Club. I want to thank our sponsors, Tip a Fighter. Tip a Fighter. Look, Kevin Lee. Okay, you like the way he fights? Give the dude some tips. Okay, uh, definitely. And, and and you could actually write Sage Northcutt's tipping him. So right? Can you can you do that? Yeah. No, it'll actually tell you where you, where where the tipper came from. Oh, you can't. Oh fuck! Because I would actually tip him from Sage Northcutt. From Katy, Texas. That would be. Is that where he's from? Yeah. How do you know that? Because he's a Texas guy. I know the Texas people. You're from Texas? My wife's from Texas. My, uh. my dad's from Texas. So, tipafighter.com, tipafighter.com. Also, Decipher. Call them if you need life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations. Book them. Decipher.com. Uh, di-cipher.com. Use the code ROASTED for 10% off. Thank you, Ben. Okay, you have no idea. Ben, the sound guy, every week is, is the coolest guy I know. Dude gets tons of pussy, okay? Well, <laughs> well he actually, he, he's, he's dating a really funny comedian, uh, very, Norm MacDonald. No, he, he's, he's, he's dating a really, really funny comic. Great guy. Uh, he's our unsung hero. Ben, the sound guy. Uh, thank you, Rich. Thanks, Bubba. Thank you, CB. Everyone have a great weekend. Take care. 